Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Here's what I need to do real quick. I'm gonna watch now. Here I am. Alright. I'm gonna Here actually change the stream name before we get started. It's already started though, Simon. Well you could change it midway. Oh, what jersey are you wearing today? You know, I had to rock the Cam Newton jersey. Hey, okay, okay. That's a little <laughs> bit of a callback. I see you. It is. Yeah, it is. Boom. There you go. The I'm wearing my abs jersey for when neither of them play for the Colorado Avalanche. Well, neither play um, hockey either, <laughs> so congratulations. You missed on both. Yep. I have played myself. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. Uh, what's good, y'all? We're here. Well, as always, given a minute for a couple people to make it into the stream, but uh, for our YouTube viewers, hello, my I'm one of your co-hosts, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V. I'm your other co-host for today, Cody Stoffer. Way to stick the landing there, Simon. Thank you. And today, we got a pretty special episode here. Uh, look, audio-wise... I don't know how this is going to translate. I mean, well, it's going to be there. So it's going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts if you're listening to this. But I'm just going to go ahead and recommend that you close that. And, you know, whenever you have the time, go to our YouTube channel at Playmakers Corner or our Twitch at Playmakers Corner and watch the thing. Because I think this will be a lot more entertaining if you do. Because we're gonna we're gonna be reacting to film, um, and this is our first live uh, film breakdown here of uh, two quarterbacks that we know pretty well as well. So this way, you know, if we make any mistakes live, while well, we know these guys anyways, and um, they're great players as well. And so uh, I'm just gonna throw that out there. But if you do want to continue listening, I mean, if it's more easier, or um, I don't know, just like yeah, easier for you to just listen to it and not watch it. That's fine, but we are going to go over some clips and react to them, and um, well, and a bunch of stuff too. So yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put this out there to the audience. I have had a runny nose since yesterday, so uh, don't mind me if if I'm blowing my nose. Just perfect. Watch the film. Yeah, there you go. Um. We should probably do a couple announcement stuff while we're still waiting for people to get up in here real quick. So, uh, women's flag football. We released a well, two interviews yesterday, Wednesday, February 16th. That's the Caitlin Sigmundy and Emma Balaco interview. Go ahead and check those out. Uh, honestly, some of my favorite interviews that I've ever got to conduct. Uh, both of those girls are excellent athletes. They are going to make a little state title run of their own here going into their senior year. Plus, uh, they have a very bright football future as well. So go ahead and tune into that. We, like I said, are going to cover NIA, NAIA women's flag football we didn't do it this week because of the interviews, but we will come back next week with kind of a recap of the first two weeks of that college fo football season. I'm kind of stumbling over my words, so this is a good deal to get out right now. But it'll be a good uh, it'll be a good deal next week. Uh, I think we are gonna do a live stream of that, and so basically it's just gonna be me, probably Cody, um, and then we're just gonna go down the line, game by game, talk about him, stats, players, storylines, all that great stuff. By next week, I think everyone—well, not everyone, 
but at least one or two teams from each of the major uh, conferences, the KCAC and then the Sun Conference, would have played a game. So there's going to be a lot to talk about. And uh, th shoot, there already is, uh, especially after last night's game, um, where, um, you know, someone made uh, Sports Center's uh, top 10 plays and was number one over the Nuggets uh, buzzer beater, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and great as well, because she definitely deserved it. And golly, Kennedy Foster, that's the name you got to look out for. Cody, is there anything you want to add on here announcement-wise before we hop into this? Well, obviously, tune into our women's and girls flag football episodes anytime we do that. Uh, we have more content coming out for you in that department, so just stay tuned. And then Mason, Austin, and I are doing a best of the rest series on Fridays and Mondays, excluding this Friday, obviously, for the DJ and Beckham uh, breakdowns. But uh, Mason released interior offensive linemen on Monday. I released the best of the rest running backs on the Friday before that. And Mason has offensive tackles uh, in the wings for Monday, best of the rest as well. So maybe some names that you didn't get to hear full breakdowns on during our top five senior lists, you're going to hear them on those episodes. So uh, for all of our Colorado football fans and uh, people tuning into this episode, uh, be on the lookout for those. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> so, with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into this with a little bit of an intro here. So, on this live stream, we got two players. On some live streams, we might do more, but I really want to make sure that, I mean, we get these film breakdowns right because these two players are extremely talented. They're probably the, well, okay, I'll just say right here, they're the future of Colorado football as is, if I'm being completely honest here. Uh, one is a class of 25 kiddo. The other is a class of 2026 kiddo. And so that is Beckham Kritza and DJ Bordeaux. Let's go ahead and fast forward last year. Uh, Christmas, or actually, wait a second. 2021. 2020 Christmas Day. The very, well, not the first request episode, but the second request episode ever. We broke down the well I broke down the film of DJ Bordeaux he was the first ever middle schooler that we broke down film for and then actually basically this time last year it was February 10th 2021 we would break down um his boy Beckham Kritz's film as well and he would be part of a couple middle schoolers um uh, film breakdowns that we would do the second ever uh, after DJ's by the way and so Fast forward basically a whole year uh, for DJ, almost, it's kind of crazy now, but, you know, a year and a couple months, uh, some change there. A lot has happened, you know. Both of these boys have lit it up this last season here, have garnered some college interest. I, I feel like I could definitely say that. And, um, you know, they're, they're not even uh, sophomores yet. You know, Beckham Kritza, he's a freshman right now. DJ Bordeaux, he is an eighth grader right now and so on this episode or yeah on this episode live stream we're gonna break down their film uh but first we're gonna start and talk about kind of the first breakdown we did because i think that is fitting so here i'm gonna go ahead and pull it up on the screen here so we're gonna start with beckham kritza because he is the older one here uh i think they can see that oh well they could see most of it right here i'll you just adjust it. that but 
we're going to start with Beckham, like I said. And so this is episode 24. I know you can't see the rest of it, but it's Playmakers Corner, episode 24, Colorado Middle School Quarterback. So if you want to fact check us, go for it. But, you know, I already did it myself. So, you know, you could either believe me or you could go back and check it. But, you know, a couple extra listens never hurt anybody. And so if you want to go ahead and check it out, go for it. But on this episode, we did break down Beckham Kritza. He was actually the first player we broke down here. Let me scroll a little bit here. Um, here's his timestamp right here and so i'm gonna go ahead and just kind of read out uh some of the things that we made a point of making and i just want to say that cody and i were both on this episode so naturally there's more that cody and i had to talk about um you know critique and whatnot um than in dj's breakdown where it was just me you know and so this will also be a good opportunity for Cody to kind of get his opinions on DJ Bordeaux out there, at least publicly. But uh, let's go ahead and start with Beckham Kritza. So let's start with the positives here, the things we really liked about Beckham Kritza, the quarterback, by the way, over at Fairview High School right now in Boulder. But we said he has great balance. He's really hard to bring down despite, you know, being 6'4". 160, 170, listed at 180, but we both didn't really believe that, you know. But for kind of a lankier quarterback, he was really hard to bring down, and that was something we made a note of. He broke a lot of tackles in the backfield, extending plays, and that's something we really like to see there. Um, another thing we really like, we said he had pretty good touch on his passes and could accurately, accurately hit receivers downfield. Like, we're talking deep throws here. So, posts um verticals verts all that great stuff uh stogos so there you go there we uh said he's a pretty tough football player especially on runs there were a couple quarterback dives quarterback powers there that you know we liked i mean that's just toughness some quarterbacks they don't like getting hit and you could tell uh beckham he don't care as long as he winning and scoring and the team's doing well he's gonna find a way to get it done so there you go. Those are the things we really liked about Beckham here. Uh, the things that were most enticing, I would probably say, is his frame, for sure. I mean, an eighth grader that is 6'4", <laughs> I mean, how often are you going to see that, especially at the quarterback position? That is pretty dang good. And for somebody to, you know, run a pretty open offense, I would say, as well. Uh, we did say they kind of ran a little bit more of some spread concepts when he was in middle school. Um, we said that would probably help him out going on to the next level, and we didn't know this at the time, but we projected him to go to Fairview High School, which, if you're from Colorado, uh, you know is notorious for having the most lethal passing offense in the state, and I don't think it's really that close. Um, the last couple, I mean, you could fact-check it if you want, but the last couple years, uh, except for maybe... Liam O'Brien's year, but the last four or five years, they've had 3,000-yard passers and three different quarterbacks. So, at least, you know. So, they're, they're about it, you know. They have a very good system out there that's very uh, quarterback-friendly, at least, you know, once you get used to it and whatnot. So, uh, so, yeah. Now, some things that we wanted to see him work on. <sighs> Number one, we wanted to see him get stronger. There, I think... I don't know if it was you or... No, it was you, Cody. You said this. He kind of has a little bit of a loop type of release, like a little bit of a wind-up in his release and whatnot. And I said 
um, just commenting on that is that I, I feel like he's doing that to kind of compensate for arm strength a little bit there. And plus also he's kind of, uh, well not kind of, he's a very slim 160, 170, you know. And so we just wanted to see him get stronger so that he could push that ball farther down the field, take some bigger hits. And then when he's scrambling as well, you know, he has a little bit more muscle to rely on. Um, because he is a guy that can move uh, relatively well, um, at least agility-wise. So there you go. Uh, I said, um, hold up. I said we can see him throw slants and outs, but I wanted to see him more uh, make more over-the-shoulder throws, so like fades, corners, that type of stuff there. Really use that sideline and whatnot. Um, so that, that was something that we commented on. Uh, Cody? You said you wanted to see him throw more post rats with him splitting safeties. We'll see a, a lot of that, actually, in this film that we're about to watch. And Cody, you also said you wanted to see him kind of hang in the pocket a little bit more and deliver instead of bailing. And so what that means is, like, instead of, like, just scrambling straight up out right or out left, I mean, like, stick in the pocket, you know, take a hit and deliver a throw. I mean, we know he has the toughness to do it, and so that's kind of just that next level there at being a quarterback. You know, you don't always have to scramble all the way right or left, and that's basically just discipline there. So, uh, so yeah. And then, uh, Cody, you wanna you want me to talk about outlook here? This is the only outlook that we're gonna talk about. So, yeah. Well, first off, I'm gonna just uh, shout out EPO football in the chat. You know, and mm. uh, both of these quarterbacks train at uh, EPO, so go ahead and check them out on social medias and whatnot, and uh, they released some videos of their off-season workouts for an inside look at what Beckham and DJ do in between football seasons to to get ready, but uh, Simon, this, uh, we, this outlook we were a little incorrect on, isn't that right? I, I don't think we were incorrect. <laughs> I mean, with the film that we had, I thought it was fair. You know, because I looked back at his 8th grade film in preparation for this live stream. And I was like, well, I mean, we're not wrong. Like, it's not like we were way out of there. But basically, we said, well, I said, first off, Beckham Kritza, first year, freshman year, focus on yourself, right? No offense to everyone else. But focus on yourself, right? Get stronger, get bigger, do all that great stuff. Um, continue to work on your mechanics. That's footwork. That's, uh, you know, your releases. Um... Uh, knowing the playbook as well because they run the spread out there. It's a complicated offense. It's not an easy offense to pick up. So that's what I said. You know, first year, focus on yourself, whether that's on JV or as a freshman, you know. That way, you know, when you're ready to step or, you know, when you get your opportunity to step up and play, you're ready. You know, you're ready. Because uh, there were definitely some things that we saw and we were like, he needs, he needs to clean it up. He needs to get a little bit better there. Um, Cody... You said it's there's a possibility that he gets snaps as a sophomore, but honestly, depending on where his strength is, is going to decide where uh, when he's going to start is what you said. And so we were definitely relying on that strength aspect and kind of just developing because Beckham Kritza, I mean, I think a lot of people, I mean, they look at him now, they're like, oh, you know, number one freshman passer and whatnot, all these touchdowns offer, offered as a freshman from, you know, uh, the University of Colorado, already a D1 guy. I think a lot of people look at that and they kind of forget where he came from. Because when he was first starting out, I mean, look, dude was a skinny 6'4 kid with an arm. 
touched, by the way. He's not just some, like, you know, guy just kind of hucking it up there and then his receivers make a play. Like, no, he's... <laughs> he's he's uh you know he was a six four quarterback with a lot of potential and so the way we saw Beckham here we're like okay develop right first off Fairview's offense isn't easy to learn if anything it's the most complicated offense in Colorado from a quarterback perspective and so I think that's where we were coming from like hey you know take your time and whatnot learn the offense master the offense you don't want to rush this because if you rush it then, I mean, you're going to be out there with five receivers. You know one of them is open, but because you don't know the offense well enough and, you know, pair that with, you know, reading the defense and whatnot, then you're just going to keep getting sacked out there knowing that receivers are getting open, which is frustrating, you know. And so that's kind of where we were coming from. We looked at Beckham and we were like, hey, you know, he kind of needs to clean up some, you know, mechanical things here and there. And then, you know, shoot, it comes down to the mental aspect, which played a very big role in our projections here. And, I mean, well, here, Cody, let me ask you, do you think that was fair, what we said about Beckham in that first evaluation? In my opinion, I think it was plenty fair. Oh, oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, our concerns were obviously validated and backed up by the film and by our knowledge of Fairview and everything like that. And, I mean, you know, the, the thing, though, that I will say about Beckham is... We talked to him about this. He listened to our episode, this episode 24, and he focused on the things that you and I kind of talked about. Not to mention that he also grew a couple of inches too, I think, before he even started, um, uh, when he eventually started as a freshman. So, you know, when you work on the things that we talk about and the things that we point out that and take it seriously, that's going to help you land in positions like Beckham, where he was able to start as a freshman on a varsity squad. And it wasn't easy. Like, like, like it, it wasn't easy. I mean, you know, they had a good backup out there in Rowan Rizler, who's, who's doing his thing with the Ducks, by the way. You know, he's a very quality player. A guy that, that in my opinion, you know, I saw his film as well about the same time as Beckham. I'm like, I could see him starting just as much as I could see Beckham starting. You know, but the thing with Roan is that I kind of felt like he had, at the time, some smoother, you know, mechanics here and there. Other than that, I mean, it's just, it's basically, it would have been a sophomore versus a freshman. Who do you want to build with, right? Uh, going, moving up and whatnot. And I, I mean, look, we did give Beckham a lot of praise, though. I mean, he had potential. You know, we talked about his ceiling and we said that he could potentially be one of the best quarterbacks that we talked about in this uh, film breakdown class here. And by the way, we did break down his film with uh, Cherry Creek's Brady Vodka, as in he will be, or he's at Cherry Creek right now, but he'll be at Cherry Creek as a freshman next year. And then Trent Seaboard, who's in Alabama. Um, basically, he's going to be going to Thompson High School, which is a powerhouse in, in the entire country. And so Cherry Creek, Thompson High School quarterback they're going to be quarterbacks of both you, you i mean look um for us to say that he had the most potential out of those two guys it's, you know it's putting some respect on his name you know um and he put in the work you know we gotta give him a lot of credit here like he put in a lot of work and took it to heart and really grinded and did his thing and you know i gotta give him a lot of respect for that man because I mean, this dude, his work ethic was uh, unmatched is what I heard uh, for the most part here. And so that is very, very good to hear. <sighs> okay. Now, that was last year before his freshman year. 
Uh, Cody, I just want to give you one more chance to talk about it. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, you know, Beck, as far as Beckham Kritza and last year, his eighth grade year, or our eva evaluation last year before we talk about high school? I mean, with Beckham, you know, I think Beckham was the one that I probably knew the least about heading into the film evaluation of these three quarterbacks. Like, I'd I'd heard of Brady, and I definitely heard of uh, Trent. Uh, shout out to Glovework for putting me on that uh, Seaborn train. But, um, you know, I'd say that I, I evaluated him in, in comparison to these guys that knew that he was the closest to high school, and so I kept that very in mind while evaluating his film. But, I mean, we both had a feeling that he was at least a JV starting kind of quarterback, even heading into a freshman year uh, in, in our defense. So, you know, I think that that's, that was a fair uh, valuation of the time. And also just, like you said, want to shout him out for, you know, putting in that work. And, uh, you know, you could, you could see some of the things that we talk about and uh, how he addressed those as we get ready to watch his freshman year film. Simon, do you want me to talk about stats from his freshman year before or after his film? Uh, you could talk about it before, but also one last note I forgot to say. We did say Beckham Kritza on this team is probably a two- or three-year starter. On any other team in Colorado, he's a starter as a freshman. We said that word for word. You could take a look. It's near the end of his film breakdown there. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Ironically enough, we said uh, that Valor Christian could use a quarterback like Beckham Kritza. And, um, well, you know what? Hey, Coach, congrats on your job down in Texas. Uh, I know my boys are very excited to play you down there. So there you go. But, yeah, Cody, go ahead. Uh, Beckham Kritza, you did end up going to Fairview High School in Boulder. Started his entire freshman year. I believe he uh, hit sevens with uh, Fairview as well during the summer. So, you know, he got some experience with them. And obviously, going into the season, you had the senior three-star athlete, Grant Page. Was committed to Nebraska at the time. Flipped to CU. Uh, congrats to him, by the way. And then, you know, he had a couple other young receivers there as well. So it wasn't like he was entering the situation with no weapons at all. But, Cody, go ahead and talk about his stats and kind of like the overall, like, arching, like, storyline, I guess, of his uh, freshman year here. So, well, first off, uh, shout out to, you know, uh, Jordan Rochelle out there at Fairview, uh, another dynamic freshman that uh, Beckham got to pass to. And also shout out to Ben Anderson, uh, very uh, useful slot kind of guy um, who got by with, with pretty precise route running is how he was able to contribute to, to this Fairview team. But anyways, you know, this year was a wild one for, for our boy Beckham here, you know, and, and one that ended a little too short in my opinion, unfortunately, but uh, talking about it, Simon Mason, as well as uh, occasional guest, uh, Liam Hughes actually made it out to the very few first game here against Boulder High School. First off, beautiful setting, watching that game, the sun setting in the flat irons. You got some trees around the stadium. It's a phenomenal stadium, and I am going to watch more games there this year for sure. 
But anyways, you know, talking about this opening game, we we knew that Beckham was the starter heading into the game. We at least knew that. We were informed on that. And we had seen him work out prior to this, I, I want to say. Um, and so we, we head into this game. We're not really sure what to expect. We know it's the crosstown rivalry, you know. Uh, who's still running the town of Boulder? It's a big game. You already have the bolt. It's packed, by the way. Like, both stands are full. Boulder stands are chanting overrated at, at Beckham, you know, knowing that it's a, it's a big-time freshman coming in. And uh, Beckham takes care of business in this game, uh, to say the least, going 27 for 39 for a cool 328 yards and three touchdowns to no interceptions i will note in that game that there were missed opportunities for picks for boulder so you do have that going but at the time of watching that game simon mason and i were kind of thinking hey this is only a sneak peek at what could possibly be and you know it was an electric way to start a career a, Q a qbr of 120.5 is always a pretty good day and uh, it was a very exciting environment as Beckham and this Fairview offense just continued to pour on the points. The defense was playing well. And uh, you could see that uh, Beckham to Grant Page connection uh, working fully early on in the game. And him hitting a variety of routes, which, you know, we'll see here in this, uh, in this clip in just a moment. But following that, they do up the competition quite a bit and do travel down. So, I mean, even though this game was technically, you know, I believe like Boulder was the home team or whatever, um, they share the stadium. So it, it was a home game for, for Fairview, no matter what. This, this next week, we, they traveled down to Castle Rock. So this is Beckham's first road game. And he struggled a little bit in this game, mainly in the incompletion status. Castleview's defense, especially this early in the season, I mean, look, you have Herschel Craig III. He's an incredible pass rusher and also somebody who can drop back into coverage. They had a pretty decent athletic cornerback there at the time who matched up fairly well with Grant Page, you know, as well as most cornerbacks could possibly hope to. And uh, they had themselves, you know, a pretty decent linebacking core. And I think that the thing that caught Fairview and Beckham even by surprise a little bit was just the physicality of this team. They were very aggressive on defense. They hit hard, and that's something that, you know, we eventually saw later in the year in their, you know, playoff game against another kind of hard-nosed team, Castleview, that is. And, uh, you know, I think that caught Fairview a little bit off guard as they did drop this game, 21-38. to Beckham, you know, he did throw three touchdowns to one interception, but he did complete only half of his passes, um, which was... I believe his lowest completion percentage all year. Yeah, in that game, it was his lowest going 24 or 48, which, holy cow, in his second game, he was almost throwing 50 pass attempts. And this isn't even the most that he throws all year. So that's another thing to kind of keep an eye on, uh, an eye on for uh, Beckham's arm as we go through the season. But, you know, they go one and one. The next week, he, you know, still throws for 300 yards. I mean, he throws for 300 yards in basically every game this year, at least half of them. And so he throws for 300 yards. They get a win over Grand Junction Central. He doesn't throw a touchdown. He throws a pick. This is definitely a weaker program and team, I will say. So, you know, they they 
get back on the winning road. Then they get a matchup against Prairie View, and this was Beckham's best game of the entire year. Statistically speaking, 21 of 31, 355 yards, 67.7% completion percentage, five touchdowns to no interceptions, 145.8 rating as they just drub Prairie View here to get out to a 3-1 start. And, you know, I'm looking at their success here. I know what Beckham has to offer. I know this offensive line. I'm like, this is a potential conference winner. You know, and Simon and I, even in the previews, talked about as, you know, maybe a dark horse kind of contender was this Fairview squad. And then they kind of, uh, they run into some complications here. I was at the Chaparral game, and this is the game where Grant Page tore his ACL. Um before the first half even um, even concluded. And you could tell that that was a huge swing of momentum, not necessarily in Chaparral's favor, but it was a huge gut punch for this Fairview offense. And it was kind of a somber mood in the entire stadium and even on the sidelines that kind of radiated up. And I think that energy and just losing a player who had done so much for this Fairview squad on both sides of the ball kind of sucked the wind out of them as they fell to this Chaparral team where Kylan Wilson had an incredible game and, you know, they just found a lot of success on the ground. And in that game, you know, Beckham still throws one touchdown to one interception. And I'll talk a little bit more film-wise of what I saw from that later. But, uh, you know, they have that huge loss. They have that loss to Chaparral in a game that I think they could have won at full strength. And then the next week they have Legacy, and this is where they begin league play, I believe. And Legacy had a phenomenal secondary out there with uh, Braylon Tate was playing some safety. He was a running back who I did break down, uh, did a breakdown on in the best of the rest. So go ahead and check that out. And then they also had, um, why am I spacing on his name? Braden Keith. Yeah, Braden Keith, who was one of our top five senior cornerbacks. So go ahead and listen to that list. And Braden Keith, I mean, he basically just drapes whoever is the wide receiver opposing him. And they can't really get open. He's very physical. And so that's a tough matchup for the freshman receiver in Jordan, obviously, to try and go up against. And it's a tough matchup for Ben Anderson, who isn't a big, like, kind of physical receiver. So just this matchup was really tough. And you you could see that... In what was his highest amount of pass attempts uh, up until the last week of the season, he went 27 of 51 for 268 yards and two picks to no touchdowns. So they're still kind of on a bit of a slide here following the Grant Page loss for the season. They're at 500. It's kind of uncertain what exactly we're going to get from Fairview for the rest of the season. But Beckham turns it around here uh, against Rocky Mountain. Uh, this team is usually pretty prideful on its defensive ability here. And we'd seen them a little bit earlier in the season uh, struggle against an Arapahoe defense, but maybe not an explosive Arapahoe offense. And uh, Beckham here leads Fairview out of their two-game slump to a 20-14 to win, completing 75% of his passes on 40 pass attempts for 306 yards, three TDs, and one interception for what would be his highest QBR, for the rest of the season at 111. The very next week, they win a very, very close matchup against a very potent Fossil Ridge defense that includes our number five edge rusher, Nathan Hallmark. 
And, you know, they pull out this win 25 to 23 by two points. And in this game, Beckham just plays a really clean game. You know, he doesn't do something super explosive. His long for the game of 26 yards is the shortest, like, deep pass that he has all season. But this is very promising to me looking ahead to the future because it shows that he's willing to just take what the defense gives him and kind of pick it apart. You know, going 28 of 39 for 295 yards and a touchdown with no interceptions. And an interception could have been the end of the line for this Fairview team and uh, trying to compete for that, you know, um, for those playoff spots that got very rare as we get down the stretch here. Then, you know, uh, I'd say a, a pretty effortless 19 to 33, 250 yards and a 36 to 24 win over Pooter. Uh, three touchdowns, one interception, and then just losing by five points to Horizon in a shootout against another phenomenal freshman quarterback whose film we hope to break down in the future. But in this game, it was his highest amount of pass attempts of the year with 54 pass attempts, completing 70.4% of those for 400... Hear that again? 444 yards in this game against Horizon and uh, a long of 72... That was his season long as far as deep, you know, deep passes go and three touchdowns to one pick and 105.8 yards. And so, you know, he leads Fairview to a three, four, five, six and four seasons. So a winning season is freshman year. Obviously, you got to be happy with that. You heard about all the top five players that he went against that we talked about. Very familiar for with a lot of the talent that, you know, he did have to face. I think that part of our preseason prediction is maybe we underestimated some of these teams a little bit in our uh, preseason prediction. But, you know, Beckham stood tall and still got some dubs against some good talent. And I think most importantly is he learned against the really, really good talent that he did have to face this year. And so overall, I mean, you've already heard this story if you pay attention to Colorado football or national football news. You know, ends the season with 22 passing touchdowns to eight picks. So almost a three to one ratio there. 3,192 yards on 64.9% completion, an average completion of 11.9 yards, which you love to see, and a QBR of 98. Not to mention that he did add on one rushing touchdown in that Horizon game at the end of the year. But uh, that's the look of the numbers. What if we take a look at the film here, Simon? Yeah, no, for sure. All right, I uh, got to pull up. Do you have any reactions to those numbers first? Uh, not too many. I mean, well, first off here, look, you don't get those numbers not knowing how to run a spread offense. <laughs> Let's just be honest uh, there, you know. I I was very impressed that he was able able to, you know, really get down, um, you know, this offensive scheme as fast as he did uh, as a freshman, basically, you know. Um, there were definitely times where he looked very comfortable throughout the season, more than others, you know. And, you know, against Boulder, I mean, I did say this. I think this is one of my quotes. You know, the Boulder game is his, honestly his floor. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out and drops 600 passing yards on Boulder eventually in these next three years. You know, he has three more chances to do so, probably. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped 600 yards on that defense, on that team, uh, pretty soon here. And, you know, five or six touchdowns to go for every 100 yards. And so, I mean, he has a lot of potential here. I think it was a very up-and-down season. I mean, you could tell he was a freshman quarterback at times, and that is okay, you know, honestly. So, yeah. Um, by the way, passing yards-wise, led all freshmen in the entire country 
in passing yards. There was not a freshman quarterback that threw for as much as he did. Plus, I want to say he was at least in the top 50 or 100 as far as passing yards went um, among all quarterbacks in the country. So I'm just going to throw that out there. It doesn't sound as impressive as number one, but I, I just want to throw that out there comparatively. So, uh, so yeah, but all right. So we have his film here. First off, shout out to him. <laughs> he, uh, he, he helped us out a little bit here. Um, you know, made a kind of highlight reel of some of the things that we talked about that we wanted to see more out of him and stuff like that. And so this is going to help us out a lot here. So big shout out to him or whoever helped him with, uh, with this highlight reel here. Now, uh, we're going to be playing this film. I'm probably going to be going down and uh, taking some notes. We do have our rubrics here. Before we hop into the film breakdown, like the, well, watching the film and then breaking it down as we go, I just want to say whenever we do our film breakdowns, or at least starting uh, basically uh, two or three months ago, you know, we have a rubric now. For our quarterbacks, you know, we have 10 categories. You could get up to 10 points each. I just want to go over this real quick here. Actually, here, let me move. Let me go ahead and put this on the screen here. Boom. There you go. Uh, move this over just a little bit. All right. So, 10 categories. Uh, and then, basically, we also have, like, um, like, kind of a grading system to it. And so, 1 to 3, if you score 1 to 3 in any of these categories, basically means you need improvement. Should be a priority for this player. At best, the skill is okay. But, ultimately, this is a skill that may cause this person to get benched eventually and then four to seven you know that's about average uh in the average rating there this scale on a bad day you know it's just below average but above average at the very best on a very good day will suffice for the time being but could definitely be a problem on the next level or in a future season not this one but you know maybe in a season or two and then the seven to eight rating if you get a seven to eight rating in one of these categories basically that means this is above average to good. I think the best way to describe this is uh, anywhere from a two-star to three-star kind of talent rating here when it comes to one of these categories. But it's above average to good. Like I said, this skill is in their bag, kind of, uh, is one of the reasons that makes them a solid player. You know, it will be good enough for them. Like, they're, you know, this rating, if they get one of these on uh, one of these categories, it's good enough for them to hold on to that starting job on the level they're on but could potentially hold them back on the next level. Like I said, comparable to a two-star to low three-star talent. If you get an eight to nine, that's anywhere from three-star to four-star talent. Uh, good to great. The skill is comparable to, uh, like I said, three to four stars. Level of quality of play is up there, and the consistency is at a rate where you can almost expect, um, almost always expect good things from the skill, even at its worst skill sufficient you know the nine to ten that's basically very good to elite uh comparable to four and five stars i mean i don't really think we gotta go there yet um look some of the guys uh should we now nah, we won't do that right now some of the guys that we do rate you know don't even hit nine or ten uh because we do grade pretty tough here i grade a little bit more loose than cody does uh so i'm just gonna throw that out there right now Cody, I'm do you have any comments who, there? I'm the one who makes people mad, so just just be mad at me. It's finally going to be like live documented when people get mad, and <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with that in the DMs. But anyways, be okay. um, but let's, let's watch it. 
Alright, yeah, uh, zero, zero. Yep, ready, three. And by the way, we're doing this because Cody, um, I mean, we're not watching the same screen right now. But anyways, three, two, one, and play. So we're starting with exciting throws, it looks like here. Alright, let's see it. Oh, this was really nice right here. Look, usually... Oh my lord. <laughs> usually I tell quarterbacks, hey, don't throw the ball while you're don't falling do down. But he was <laughs> wide open, so... Screw it. Like, get it to Kept him. the eyes downfield. Also, good job breaking that tackle. Oh, my lord. That's Look good placement right there. Man. Pretty quick release, too. Quicker than, you know, when he was a Quicker than grade. it was before. Yeah. yeah. Which we have to know. All right, let's see. Is this against Pooter, I think? This Not wasn't... ball placement. It wasn't a bad... I would have liked him maybe a little bit closer to the outside because he kind of led his receiver into that safety. But not bad at all, though. This one, he just let it go. Love that. Yeah, he just had him beat. Now, as far as deep throws go, I mean, we know that's not the biggest issue here. Oh, my God. How does he not good get... awareness. Okay, flips out to his running back. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's good awareness. It's good awareness, did, you know. Did what Joe Mixon uh, or, or Clyde Burrow couldn't. <laughs> and what Garoppolo couldn't either. Well, definitely not Garoppolo. Well, we, yeah. <laughs> Look we at that, that catch right there. That's a good catch. Uh, by yeah. the way, these are, I think he said example throws, because I said I wanted to see more over-the-shoulder type of stuff. So this oh, is kind of what that's we're exactly at. what you wanted to see right there. Mm -hmm. Love it. That's good. That's super clean. All right, so this is Castleview here. Yep. Just let this one go. He's just open. That's a good yep. timing, too. Number five with a lot of catches on here. Oh, this oh is look at that. Play right over the middle. That's Grant Page. That's Grant Page, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like that. Nice. That's... Look at that. Right here, hold on, hold on. Pause it, pause it, pause it pause real right, quick. Pause, 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 pause. Uh, is, that is that two minutes? Oh, that's a little bit before. Be. So, sorry, a minute 56. That's where this starts. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm paused right now at 158. You see the safe, or I want to say this is a safety or a linebacker or something right this here, but he's dropped time back. Timing throw. Corner. Yeah, you have to hit it right here. You know, if it's too late, one of these two are going to pick it. You know, and if it's too early, you know, well, then this back one right here. Oh, my, I just realized I can't see my mouse here. But here, let me move this over just a little bit. There you go. Okay. Now, if it's too <laughs> early, then this corner kind of facing or with his back to the sideline would have picked it. And then this safety would have got it if it wasn't right on the money. So this was a really good throw here. Now, it's second down, as you can see. <laughs> as far as decision-making goes, you know, hit the check down, right? He's wide open right here, uh, this kid right in the flats. He's as wide as he gets. So this is definitely a little risky, especially if you don't need the yardage right away because you know he's still going to turn around and get a couple yards, maybe just as much as this one. But regardless, though, very good timing. I mean, when you when you Boom. know you can thread that needle, I'm I mean, you do kind of put your receiver in a very dangerous spot uh, to, to elaborate on that a little bit. On why maybe the checkdown, because this this checkdown route is, is Jordan Rochelle, right? Twenty eight. That's Jordan Rochelle, and this is Grant Page, by the way. So yeah, you Grant trust Page your star. Catch. Yeah, you yeah. trust your star to make that play. That's a play he needs to make 
Um, and obviously Beckham helped him. I mean, like he put it right on the money with really good timing. I'm just going to keep replaying of that. You know, um, he didn't have to overextend or the, you know lean back and get it. Like he got the ball right. And if you're a star receiver, especially if you're six three, two hundred pounds, that's a play you need to make. That's a three star play right there. Ooh, let me. Shout out to uh, Ben for making this safety have to turn around. That is matched up on him in the slot. <coughs> by the way. Yes. So Look at that boom. Oh, man, he literally had to turn all the way around. So there you go. But, all right. Uh, I mean, gosh, he, re- he really could have thrown it to anybody on this play, honestly. Yeah. The secondary is, is lost. But, uh, you know, that's a that's a tough completion, and, and he completes it, you know, at the bare minimum and shows great timing on it. It's a good confidence, though. You know, I if if you're looking at a quarterback, you wanna I mean like you want your quarterback to be confident. We know Beckham is confident, and so that's a very good confident throw. I mean, there's gonna be tougher situations like on third and uh like ten or whatever, and in in the fourth quarter you're driving where you need to make that throw. So to have it in your bag is never a bad thing. But uh here, let's keep it going. Two Where minutes two minutes flat. Okay, hold up, let me get back there real quick. Alrighty. Okay. Three, on, on your account. Two, one. But regardless, a very good throw. And catch, by the way. But, you know, he, yeah. he needs to make that. We've been new. Yeah. This was nice right there. Yeah, that's a great that's really catch good. on Ben's part. I think he could have pushed it a little bit further. But... Yeah. What, we we are holding Beckham to a very high standard here. Are you saying ooh to that chaperone, that, bro? Yeah. That edge? Yeah, but I mean, hey, like I said, confidence throws, you know. That seam throw to to Ben could have been a little bit closer to the body. This was a good one right here. That that one to Grant Page against Prairie View. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, we got some motion here. Oh, this is wide. Oh, I was looking I... the other way too. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, pause. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're looking at this play starts at like two forty one, basically, is when this motion ends. And Go ahead. you know, it's a flood. It's a flood play with a little bit of, you know honestly, look, Jordan is open here. I yeah. love this. Here, let like, me go back a little bit here. You're talking about twenty eight right here. Yeah. He's going towards the like, pylon. Because you put like, the linebacker in conflict. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, obviously everything that you're saying too, but I mean, like now, I don't know why this play goes on for longer than two seconds because get it to him. And yeah. I mean, your arm strength is strong enough. Just zip. There's no way. There's no way that this guy is making this play. But instead, you end up. Oh my goodness. Where does this? So he gets the snap at the. At the nine, okay, and it's a flood concept, so he does have to roll out. He should throw it at like the twelve, but instead he drops all the way back to the sixteen-yard line before he throws it off his back foot, uh, like like he's putting up a fadeaway to Ben here, who has two defender. One defender is pretty close, honestly, and well, maybe yeah. maybe could make a play on this. And then you have another defender trailing, and then you have the safety who is checking uh, up here, you know, who, who has that one covered. But he's still in position to come down, I'd say, and maybe make a hit on Ben here. And you hit play, and this ball. Uh, that luckily, corner... this def- luckily, this defender is just unathletic here <laughs> and literally falls down. 
Well, you, like, okay. Bro, what you are you doing? Like, why are you... Okay, I'm sorry. That's disrespectful. I know. But what are you doing? I know that this secondary coach was having a meltdown watching this. Like, bro, stay on your feet and make a play on this ball if you're the corner. But we're not here to talk about the corner. We're here to talk about Beckham. Shout out to Ben for coming back to this ball because he did have to come back to this yeah. ball a little bit. Good play, my boy. He's in the he's in the end zone. He comes back to the one yard line, almost the two yard line, honestly, like the one and a half yard line to make this catch. So way to adjust to the ball. That's as yeah. a receiver and Good a receiver job. coach. That's your job is to make any catch that's in your vicinity. So shout out to Ben here for making this play, and then you know uh, falls into the end zone, but. From a Beckham standpoint, I do not like this decision. Um, just watching this play develop. I mean, look, even this spot route at like 243 um, that's kind of in the middle of the field here, you do have this linebacker that's close that could make a hit, but I don't hate it. I like it more than throwing it across your body, across the field in where two defenders are. You know what I mean? You see that middle route, Simon, that guy that's just standing right in the yeah, middle right of the field here. in the end zone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that because, look, you have these defenders all twisted up here following Ben on this crossing route. And if you hit play and stop, they continue to follow him. And only one kind of sticks around. And with Beckham's velocity, he makes this throw very easily here. And I don't know. I think this is against Legacy, I want to say. Yeah. Um, I don't know any of these D linemen who are going to stick their bear paw up, especially when you got, you know, Worcester on this line holding it down. And I don't even think this... I mean, hold up, I'm rewatching it one more time to see the pressure and see what kind of happens here. I mean, they bring five. Well, one guy just doesn't pick up two, yeah. oh, two guys don't pick up that blitz. The That's running back doesn't point. pick up the blitzer up the middle. So yeah, I could see like, where Beckham's coming from. But also, uh, here's, here's kind of what I'm looking at. already open here. Yeah, Jordan's open, but Beckham, I think, is set on throwing this drag route here, which is fine because he gets open, and it's man-to-man. -man. There's a reason here. Let me go back a little bit here to this motion. There's a reason why coaches put players in motion. They put players in motion so that you could read, you know, hey, is it man or zone? Beckham correctly reads that it's man because, you know, they're moving somebody over to come get – um one I don't know why I forgot his name, Jordan, right here. And so you put a lot of players in conflict. This little bunch of linebackers, as a linebacker, I were okay, yeah, as a linebacker and defensive coach, this is the worst possible situation ever. Because these five fools right here, or like linebacker safeties, whatever, are like, oh my god. What are we supposed to do here? Now, if it wasn't for, you know, the blitz here kind of putting the pressure on Beckham and, you know, Beckham here being like, all right, I know this drag route's going to be open eventually, then, I mean, it would have it been a cleaner throw, obviously, right? Uh, like you said, Cody, cornerback, you need to make that play. I don't know why he just tripped right there, but he did. But if I'm Beckham, you know, it's not the worst read because you still scored a touchdown. You knew he was going to get open eventually. You had to buy yourself some time. But, you know, just for the sake of efficiency, because you're going to play tougher defenses, by the way. Like, look, you're not just playing quarterback just so you can put up stats. You want to win a state chip, right? And so when you play teams like a Cherry Creek who have a Chase Brackney, Iowa commit, 
Angelo Petridis, uh, defensive playmaker of the year, uh, Logan Brantley, Henry Lamar, even Marte Russell, you know, they're going to be a lot faster than these linebackers and are going to put on the pressure. And so you just got to be a little bit sharper here. Jordan Rochelle, he's wide open. I mean, he's going to be your first read here, right? I Well, I don't know if that's what they're telling him. Um, that's fair. But probably. I mean, look, if he's in motion, and plus they kind of give him a lot of room here. Like, look, you know this receiver is going to go this way because he takes that um, defensive player away. He's wide open. This is a natural pick here. The linebacker or whoever this is that's supposed to cover Jordan is way – he's way far back, you know. He has to go around the other wide receiver and the guy who's covering him. So he's already lost. Yeah, so this is just a basic concept. You know, just go for the easy throw here because – Don't overthink it, but congrats on the touchdown. Yeah, no, it's a good touchdown. And Ben Anderson, shout out to him, super underrated. He made a great play on the ball. But like I said, when you're playing at Cherry Creek, uh, who have all those dogs out there – you're sacked exactly a second after, you know, exactly the time I just took to click it and pause it, basically. And so you got to be a little bit sharper here. I'm not going to criticize it too much, though, because you still got the touchdown in. Um, I would have liked, you know, maybe set and throw so that, uh, you know, you're not floating it because it does kind of flutter a little bit here. But other yeah. than that, I'm not super mad at it. He knew the drag route was going to be open eventually. So, you know, it's just a matter of efficiency, right? You know, you just want to get the ball out quicker, especially when you do have one of those motions type of deal and you have a playmaker in a Jordan Rochelle, you know, just like, hey, trust your guy, you know. Trust your guy that he's going to beat that, you know, slow linebacker to the corner because he's a receiver and that guy's a linebacker, you know. But let's let's keep it going. Oh, my bad. 246, Cody. Okay. Um they get back there i jumped ahead to scramble slash escape throws which i'm very excited to see yes okay i'm at 246 so we're we're frame by frame right now. yep but anyways um on your count oh my bad <laughs> okay let me go back here all right there i i need the three two one go i'm i'm just like that three two one go okay the click even Scramble and escape throws here at the 250 mark, basically. Uh, let's see it. All right, this first one. I. Oh, yeah. Well, look at That's Grant not H the worst. making a great play there. I like that they rolled him out to the left and right. And I honestly don't hate his ability to throw. This was left. nice. Oh, right that's there. sweet. Yep. Yeah, in between those good three defenders time. there. Yeah. All right, let's see. Kind of back to up against his end zone here. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. After this, though, let's let's go back a little bit. Okay, okay. Um, first off, well, great his, throw. His, his notice of uh, when he realizes the rush, is that what you're talking about? No, I don't know if he meant... It looks like he put a move on this... I don't know why this guy fell down here. But you see this outside linebacker. I'm paused at 318, by the way, Cody. <laughs> so the left... Yeah, so the left tackle, or whoever this is on the edge... Definitely misses that block, but I don't know why. I don't know why I this pass like rusher this slips. Here. This pass rusher like slips as Beckham takes a step up, which is really weird. Um, well, because you take, you see Beckham kind of point left and then go right. Yeah. Um. Wait. Check out um. Number twenty something. Uh, he's working inside against seventy seven. I don't and know. And you can see him kind of oh, lose right. Beckham here a little bit too as he tries to go back around the play when Beckham steps up in the pocket. Um, great oh, pocket manipulation. No, this is really good here. 
but I don't know why that pass rusher fell down. Very good delivery, by the way, too. All right. Yeah, uh, look at that. That's a dot. Yeah. 325. Oh, are you at 326? Okay. All righty. 3, 2, 1, go. So I think this is Horizon here. Rolls out to his left. Squares up to nice. the uh, to the receiver there. That's You'll love to delivery. see that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Look at that. Only That's only where the wide receiver could make a catch. I like it. Yeah. Right. Rolled out left. The pass rush is coming already. Oh my lord. Ooh, that, I think that was I saw a this throw. Close. But I think I saw this one. throw. And I think I said the exact same thing. I think I said. That's a little close. Sorry, I'm rewatching this a little bit because oh, number five. Here, wait, where, where are you at with it? Um, I'm at 3:44, right as he's making the throw. Okay. Um, also, both of his feet end up off the ground on a lot of these throws. Are you noticing that? Look at this. Yeah, that's just. It's just interesting. I mean, it is what it is. But uh, right over number five here, great ball placement. Um, you might even see uh. Coach Cody Stoffer somewhere in those stands eating nachos. But anyways, um, are we ready to start on like 349 whenever let's, you are? Let's do 350. Oh, look at you. Ready? Okay. All right, and go. I can hear our clicks happen at the same time, so that's always a good sign. Check it, check it, check it, check it out. Oh, I, I think oh. I would have liked oh if you stepped oh up there. But that's not bad. I love Don't him making this. <laughs> oh, no. 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 he just got shot by a quarterback. Okay, okay. Shout out to Beckham, though, for, for doing that. I like this decision. I yep. like this decision, honestly. He saw the open field and tiptoed down that sideline very well. Way to get the first. Everyone is, here yeah, is definitely it. covered. There you go. Um, so I like that. That's that's fine decision. Oh, this um, camera's so far back. I, I don't really think anyone is super open here, so I don't hate it. Um, okay. Maybe instead of trying to throw a move here, just just go for the pylon. You're long. Just reach that arm out. Five, yeah. Way to step up here. Uh, maybe has 24 open. Eh, no, that, that's probably a pick. That's a good decision. I'm fine with that, too. I mean, nobody hates... Oh, uh, QB power. QB power. <laughs> Shout out to his eighth grade days, bro. I know. Okay. okay. All right. Um, I didn't throw out my rubric as we were doing that, so I'm gonna go ahead and click his varsity highlights and play those as I fill this out. Uh, a lot of things I like, you know. Um, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of. Jeez, what is this commercial? I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and kind of talk and say my thoughts out loud as I fill this out. And have this play just, you know, for for the listeners, right? Listeners, viewers, whatever. Uh, all right, arm power. Cody, you and I, we, we could discuss these as we go as well. Arm power, I, I I like it a little bit better compared to some of the senior quarterbacks in the, in this class, honestly. Especially on some of those deep throws. Like, we, we've been now, though, he could get it downfield. But definitely, I mean... It's definitely stronger than his eighth grade year because there were some throws that he made. Uh, that throw to Grant Page between that safety corner or whatever. That was a very that was an arm power type of throw. You know, obviously good timing and whatnot as well, but you gotta have an arm to fit that in. And so with Beckham here, I mean I'm kinda probably looking at maybe shoot. I, I would say eight point five, eight point six is kinda where I'm at right now. I'm at an eight point one. 
but I, I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, yeah. it's a very good grade. So, um, yeah. But no, I, I understand that though. I'm I'm hesitant to give him this because I think there are definitely well, obviously there's a difference when you're fading back. Your uh, throws aren't going to be as powerful and whatnot. But I mean, like, look, like on this deep though, there are definitely like you know you could push it down the field. But then when you kind of make the routes a little bit shorter, it comes down to okay, can he gun it? And I think he could gun it, and that like that goes a lot farther for me, and that's why I'm giving him an 8.5, because he could gun it into some pretty tight, tight spaces, but as far as deep those goes, I mean, I'm not going to call him a Keegan Patterson type of guy quite yet, you feel me? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think that, I think that, I think the strength is there, but I think that uh, our next category will, oh, that throw against Prairie View, that corner route to Ben Anderson, not the lob one. But the one where he zips it in, I think that that's a great example of his arm power as well. Yeah. Um, not to mention that the throw, I, I mean, throwing on the run is a different category, or is end category for us, but that's the one Ooh. I was talking about. But at the same time, um, you know, what those tight throws that you do throw on the run, that is also partially arm power too. So, you know, yeah. there's that as well. I might, here, I'm going to, just for now, I'm going to give him an 8.4. It could definitely improve, you know. Like I said, he's just a see, freshman. You, you, so. you went down, and I'm going up. I'm going eight point three here. Okay, so we're we're close. <laughs> we're pretty close here. Let's talk. Let's talk accuracy because I think this is one I might struggle with a little bit here. Um, there are definitely a couple throws. I don't know if it's timing, maybe just as much as accuracy, but there are definitely a couple throws. I'm like, hey, lead your receiver a little bit more to the outside, you know, especially in the end zone, like. You don't want to kind of float it up there for the safety or corner to get it. Um, so there you go. I'm but also at those touch throws where yeah. his accuracy struggles just a little bit. And like you said, maybe it's timing. There's a very thin line between that. But you know those catches where the receivers kind of have to make a catch with a defender on them. I don't necessarily think that they have to make that catch there. I think that they can make the catch a little bit further away from the defender if the touch is just a little bit more. But right. then you also have a great pass. You know, in this Prairie View game between those two safeties, uh, this one that you're about to watch right now, actually, where, um, you know, like that amount of touch and accuracy, I think that's perfect for where it needs to be. You know what I mean? So okay. you have very, very bright shines, but you also have some some average kind of glimpses as well, if yeah, I mean, you kind of feel me on that. <clears throat> yeah, I think the name of the game for Beckham here is consistency. Like, there are just times where the placement is just not it, <laughs> you know. And then there are times he makes a perfect throw, you know. And uh, he's a young quarterback, and so you could definitely expect that. But if I'm going to be completely honest here, I think I'm going to have to give him probably a 7. seven I'm le like 7, 4, 7, 5. I mean, I know and he could do it. Okay, so, that's fine. And um, because of the br the brights are really bright, and I could yeah. easily see this, you know, being a nine. Uh, yeah, in two by years. Junior year, probably. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. You know, uh, so there's a reason why we're grading pretty tough here, honestly. But yeah, I I, I think seven point well, five. And we know him too, so I feel like well, that that maybe plays a little bit of a role. But yeah, but I mean, we want him to get better, though. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Like at the end of the day, oh, yeah. I mean, you need to be consistent. You know, eight interceptions. I'm look. I know stats are stats. I'm not 
the biggest stat guy, but that's a little bit on the, you know, higher side, especially when there are some throws that, you know, probably could have been picked. He could have been in the double digits for interceptions. And, um, look, I just, I just think, honestly, he just needs to work on his consistency. But we know he has the ability to do it, you know. And I think he got better down the road as well. Because I, I, when you're playing Man. with a guy like Grant Page, honestly, you really just kind of got to get it into the vicinity. You know, you don't really got to aim like that. When Grant Page went down, you saw some of that adjustment there. And so that's actually why I'm pretty high on his, uh, I mean, on his potential with his accuracy, just seeing how he adjusted hey. post-Grant Page. Hey, Simon, I don't know why, but on this stream, I'm frozen with my mouth open here. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you want to add on there? Um, no, I, I, I agree. With, okay, there we go. That's all <laughs> together now. My but anyways, um, yeah, I, so I definitely think when you when you play with someone who's as talented as Grant Page was, you know his his senior season and literally a do it all guy. I mean, Grant Page was going to with a full season be rated our number one receiver, honestly, and or our number one safety. It was mm -hmm. going to boil down to that, basically, no matter what. And so when you're throwing to the best wide receiver in the state, um, at least pre um like whole season review kind of looks then that gives you a sense of comfort which i think was nice for him settling in but then you can see those areas where he struggled you know uh in those first initial games without grant page where he didn't really have that you know like he's gonna catch every single ball kind of security and his pick against castleview was on kind of a bad target to grant page as well so yeah all right, well, I'm at a 7.5. I think I'm going to stick there. Timing on throws, I think I'm going to give him a little bit more here, like a 7.7, 7.8. What I'm looking for on timing more is just consistency. That's it. really all it, like when, when I'm grading timing, like you need to be consistent with your timing. You know, if I know you can be, cons you know, you could time it well, that's great, but that doesn't really help me out. So I'm going to go ahead and give him actually – I'm gonna go down one point one here. I'm gonna give him a seven. Give him a seven point six. I think it's above average right now. Um, it has the potential to be great, you know, even good in a lot of games as well. But I think timing on throws, he could definitely work on that a little bit more here. And he's, I mean, like I said, he's a really young quarterback. With, I mean, maybe one or two of these guys he played with before. Obviously, as an eighth grader, so I can't really I'm blame him there. I'm going to be a little bit more harsh on Beckham in this category um, because, you know, look, just kind of going based off of what our scale is, um, the skill on a bad day is just below average, and I think that that's pretty true here. So I'm going to have him fall into kind of this average uh, frame here at a 6.9 is what I'm going to give him on his, on his timing. And it's because, you know, some of these throws, man, if he throws this against Cherry Creek, some of these throws, it's like it's going to be an all-you-can-intercept buffet. Um, that worries me. You know, I, I worry about, you know, maybe some of the, the timing and rhythm against, you know, fearsome pass rushes, you know. What happens if he goes against, you know, an Arapaho defense of the, of the past year and stuff like that as far as, like, where's the ball going to be with the pressure and stuff. And so that's something that I, I've kind of taken into account here. But at, you know, 
on a good day, it's above average. That's that's our scale here. That's why it's on the high side of our average window and is borderline above average for me because at times it is above average and it's even great at times. But other times it's like, uh, don't know. It, I think it's is, where it kind of falls. Yeah, I think his timing on deep throws are a little bit better than everything else too. So that helps him out for me. That's why I have him up here. Because you know, I'm just looking at some of these throws, and I'm like, that's pretty good time. I mean, Look at like, this next one, though. Which one? That one. Um, where I he, don't know. His receiver, his receiver falls down to catch it. Oh, yeah. It's. I think that's more of a timing than an arm power kind of thing on that particular play. I got but you. Anyways. Let's, um, let's keep it going here. Um, mechanics, fluidity. I'll let you talk about that because you're always tougher there. What's that supposed to mean? No, I'm just kidding. You know, I like um, I, I like how he uses his legs and everything um, as part of his throw. I like that, you know, he squares up to his receiver, whether he's rolling out left, rolling out right. That's very disciplined, and uh, shout-out to EPO and especially Coach Stan for enforcing that. I still think that his arm maybe goes a little too low uh, on his throws here a little bit. You can kind of see, like, it drops super low. He still has that loop. It's fa It's a faster loop, mind you. Um, it's even. I'd say that it's even faster than McAllister's loop, uh, thinking about yeah. it. But it is still a loop nonetheless. And uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. Um, that's, that's my only kind of red flag here. But, you know, for squaring up to receivers and stuff, I am going to give him a 7.8 on overall mechanics fluidity. I'm usually very harsh on what the arm does and the loop. However, I don't think that that's really holding him back. He only had two fumbles all year, and they were on actual hits and not from his loop. That's something else that I kind of take into consideration is, does the loop cause turnovers? And I really don't think that it does. And so, you know, with a lot of the other things that he does, I agree with that. You know, sometimes he does get a little sloppy trying to make a play, but I can respect that. And, you know, most of the time he's very, very disciplined on squaring up to his receiver on the run. And that goes a long, long way with me. Uh, Simon, where do you sit with these overall mechanics and fluidity? This one's kind of tough for me. I'm not going to lie. We've seen him train, too. So I've had, we've both had a lot of time to just look at his mechanics here. Uh, I might go a little bit lower here. Not that much lower. Give him a 7.7, .7, actually. Just because, um... Uh, actually, do I? Screw it. No, I'll just give him a 7 point. There's no reason to go lower. Uh, yeah, I'll give him a 7.8 here. It could be a little bit smoother. I like his footwork, though. You know, I know we'll talk about that. Or actually, no. I mean, I guess this is the best time to talk about it right now. But I like his footwork for the most part. It's not too bad, you know. Um, I mean, he does a pretty good job to really use his whole body here. and Well, most, you know, the, well, the body parts that matter. And so... I think I'm just going to agree with you and go 7.8. So, yeah. <laughs> Nothing too crazy there. But, yeah, let's keep it going. Decision-making skills. I am actually just going to go ahead and give him an 8. There are sometimes he makes great decision-making. Or, um, what am I trying to say here? There are times where he makes great decisions. And there are times where it's like, ah, you didn't need to make that throw a little bit harder than you needed to. There is an easier throw down the field. You know, and so... Um, I'm going to give him an 8 just because I want to see a little bit more consistency with that. But also, the reason why he's getting an 8 grade right here is because he learned to spread, you know. 
And there's a lot of decisions you got to make when running the spread. Outside, I'm just throwing it to one or two receivers here because he got a lot of receivers involved. And actually, you know what? I'm going to up that a little bit here. I'm going to give him an 8.3 in decision-making skills. So that's about a 3-star, 4-star rating. I think that's a very appropriate. Um, if you were to go ahead and be like, hey, Beckham, college offense, let's see if you can run it. I would feel relatively comfortable that, you know, he wouldn't be completely lost out there, uh, obviously, or as lost as you could be as a freshman, right? Um, because running the spread, in my opinion, when you're running a spread or air raid, you got a lot of decisions to make. And so, you know, when you're running an offense that maybe is a little bit more run heavy, you don't have as many decisions to make here. And so I definitely think highly more of spread offense type of quarterbacks. That's why he's getting an 8.3. What about you, Cody? Well, you reminding me of the spread did help out his score a little bit because I was going to be pretty harsh. That uh, that one play that we looked at, um, thrown off of his back foot across the field, that was hard to shake, as well as just some of the plays where I think someone's more open. But like you said, it is a spread system, so I will cut him a little bit of slack. He did throw quite a few, you know, I mean, not... Okay, let me let me start over here. You know, okay. twenty-two to eight. That's that's pretty all right. Um, there's guys who've thrown less interceptions. There's guys who've thrown more interceptions. So middle of the road kind of stuff there. But also watching him live, I will say that I think sometimes he's holding on to the ball for way too long. And mm-hmm. so I don't know exactly how many times he was sacked this year. But you know, honestly, Fairview is one of those teams that counts sacks as negative yards. And so he had, quote-unquote, negative 79 rushing yards this year. And I think, honestly, that's from him holding the ball way too long a lot of the time. I think that you see it a lot in the Castleview game where, quote-unquote, he had seven carries for negative 29 yards. Uh, Because, you know, he was so used to the pocket and the time that he had against the Boulder game to try and stretch the field. Mm -hmm. When sometimes, just take that dump off that's already open. You know what I mean? Quit. Like, I understand that you want to make a play. Everybody wants to make a play. But settle down. Take what the defense gives you. I mean, look, there's a reason why Death by Paper Cuts won Tom Brady like three or four Super Bowls. You know what I mean? So it's about taking what the defense gives you, understanding what the defense is going to give you, and being okay with that and taking, you know, three four-yard completions as a first down. I know that one 50-yard completion is a touchdown sometimes, but... Move the chains, get into the red zone, make a good decision in the red zone is kind of where I'm at with Beckham here. And just how long he holds onto the ball. You know, I talked to you about that. I was like, where would you say holding onto the ball too long kind of falls into? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's decision making skills. And I have to agree with that. So actually, I am going to drop it down to a 7.4 just because I think that he holds onto the ball way too long at time uh, through the games that through the games that I saw. But. That's fair. I am going to go down a little bit. I'm actually just going to go back down to an 8. Uh, look, he, he got better as the season went on. You know, Obviously, as a freshman quarterback, you're learning a lot. There's a lot of progressions you're going through. And so I'm going to give him that benefit of the doubt that he's obviously a lot better You know, getting rid of the football than he was in the very first game of the season or even that Chaparral game, which was like four or five games in. You know, I, I think if he was... 
oh my gosh, I wish we got to see him against Thunder Ridge. But if we watched him against Thunder Ridge, he would have done a much better job just getting the ball out. And so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. But you are right, though. I mean, it just comes down to decisiveness, right? How decisive are you and whatnot. Um, especially when you're running the spread, you know someone's probably going to be open, you know. And so it just comes down to like, hey, if he's open, especially if it's like a first and second, like, you know, first and ten, second and like, I don't know, five to six, second and mid or whatever, you know, screw it. Let your receivers go make a play. Let your receivers go get you five extra yards, you know. I think with Beckham here, patience is something that he could definitely work on a little bit as well. I would have to agree with you there, Cody. I mean, like patience as in like not waiting for a guy to get open, but like knowing that eventually you're going to hit a long bomb on them. But you got to... I mean, you know, it, it just comes down to running the offense smoothly and just being lethal with it. You know, if you could get a completion on every down, good. You know, I think that's not a bad thing, especially those early downs. Take what you could get, you know, make easier third down situations. The worst case scenario, at least if you're a quarterback and you're trying to manage a game, is finding yourself in a third and long, and then you have to make a big play here. You know, I'd probably rather be in like a second and short, second and mid situation. And then, you know, the playbook's a little bit more uh, open there. Help out your coaches as well. So, so yeah, so that's just where I'm at there. But I'm going to just give him an eight here. Uh, give him that benefit of the doubt that he obviously got better as the season went on. As all freshman quarterbacks and high school quarterbacks do, you know. Scramble ability, this should be pretty quick, Cody. <laughs> like, he's not Lamar Jackson. We yeah. watched him run a four. Uh, he saw a forty-yard dash, actually. So, you know, I'm sorry, Beckham, but uh, here, where is this at? I think I might have to give you a five here. I mean, he's not gonna rush for a hundred yards a game. That's just what it is. He can get out though and rush for like ten yards a pop on the high school level, but that's not his strength. I'm just gonna. Be I'm gonna real. give him a six because he trucked that one defender, and I loved it. And. uh... You know, he likes to throw in some moves, and I think, you know, with a little bit more body control and a little bit more boogie that maybe he'll he'll snatch someone's ankles for a touchdown one of these days. Sure, maybe. I think it has really high upside, honestly. No, there's, there's upside. Body and frame. Yeah, no, there's definitely upside, but, I mean, I <laughs> he's, he's at a five, which is about where his 40-yard dash is as well, so... <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a little bit too much there. I'm sorry, we but still, we still love you, Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to throw on the run. I'm actually pretty. I I like his throw on the run ability a lot. Looking at a lot Me of those too. throw on the run plays, I was very impressed with what I with. I I can't talk with what I saw. You know, um, I think it's one of the reasons why he's a special quarterback for sure. Like when he's like out there, he's outside the pocket and he's moving receivers around and stuff like. He is lethal. Like on this play right here where he throws that little, um, it looks like a really example. deep out route. You know, that's perfect. And so for that, I'm actually going to give him an 8.5 here. I think this oh is one of his special I'm abilities. I'm so glad I wasn't overreacting. What do you give him? I gave him an 8.5 too. I was perfect. like, perfect. Geez, that seems pretty high. But, I mean, there, I don't have like any problems with his throws that he makes on the run. Yeah. Uh, as long as he's moving laterally. Uh, obviously running backwards, that's one thing. But yeah. anytime he's moving out of the pocket, you can tell Fairview calls a lot of flood plays because they know it's his strength. And also, he's a right-handed quarterback 
who can, I mean, right there, even, even that's a little bit of a throw on the run because he's threatening to move upfield and then just throws a great dart squaring up to, to that receiver. And he's a right-handed quarterback who can roll out left and throw on the run, and he can roll out right and throw on the run. And I feel like that's something that you see quarterbacks struggle with is if they're right and they're rolling out left, it doesn't look as good. Um, that's where you start to see the sidearms kind of come out for, like, the baseball players and stuff and where those long wind-ups start to begin. And, uh, you know, left-handed quarterbacks rolling out right, it, it doesn't look as good. They don't really square up, and they don't deliver that throw with that arm across their body. But, uh, you know, for, for Beckham, I, I love an 8.5 here. It is one of my favorite parts of his game. Okay, perfect. Let's keep it going here. Uh, pocket. Yeah, let's, let's muscle through these. Yeah, pocket awareness and movement. We could put both of those together. Awareness, I think it's up there as well. I mean, he knows when the pocket's collapsing. Because he only has five blockers. <laughs> so, um, and you know, one of them did make our top five offensive linemen list. But there are a good amount of times the pocket's collapsing. And he doesn't hold on to it too long and take a sack. I'm going to give him an 8.4 for pocket awareness. Pocket movement, I'd like to see him continue to manipulate the pocket a little bit better. You know, that's just footwork. Climbing the pocket, delivering the throw. Right? I feel like I didn't see enough of that. Um, and so I'm going to actually probably be a little bit tougher here and give him a six right now on that. So 8.4 pocket awareness. He knows. Yeah, actually, let's just go 8.5. Um, he knows when the pocket's collapsing, you know, especially seeing that backside pressure, uh, play where he was in his own end zone. You know, the edge rusher was coming around. He stepped up, at least got out of there. So he doesn't take a safety. You know, I really liked that. And there are just a lot of plays throughout the season looking through, you know, some of his full games where you know that he could sense the uh, pressure. So I'm not, like, this is the least of my concerns, honestly. Pocket awareness. Pocket movement, though, could be cleaner. I mean, you don't have to roll out right or left. I think that's still a, I think that's still a habit he's breaking here. But I'm going to give him a six on that. Cody, what do you think? This is one of those instances where I'm not going to be as harsh on you. Um, just because I think that he does climb the pocket a lot more than a lot of quarterbacks that, you know, we even watched as seniors as a part of our top five film breakdown. I think that when he does step up in the pocket, he does a great job of delivering dots as well. And so, you know, obviously that's, that's partially throwing too, but I think pocket movement, he, he delivers on his pocket movement too, you know, like his efficiency of moving in the pocket, I feel like is pretty good when he does do that. He does kind of run backwards quite a bit. Yeah. So, you know, I, I won't say it's perfect, but I will give him a 7.7 .7 because the times that he does step up in the pocket, it looks very clean and very fundamentally sound. And just, you know, I think he shows very solid footwork when he does step up in the pocket. And I feel like he manipulates it very well, better than most QBs in Colorado. Um, if I have to be completely honest. And then pocket awareness, I give it 8.1, uh, very similar to, to what you had. And <clears throat> that lastly brings us to framer size. Ah, okay, look, he's like six, five, six, okay. It's yeah, 6'4", 6'5". Six, six, yeah, somewhere around, I swear he's 6'5". Um, no, he's no. a little modest there. I know I'm not 100% sure on the 180. Uh, I want to. One of these times at EPO, uh, we gotta we gotta get our EPO guys to bring out his scale. Um, he could be because I mean he is tall, so the weight has to be somewhere. But uh, you know, right now I say his frame. I'm actually gonna give him an eight because of the upside of the frame, oh. honestly. 
And, um, I mean, he's tall. He's exactly how tall you want a quarterback to be. And he's taller than, I think he would be the tallest quarterback out of all the seniors that we looked at. Because um, he, he's yeah, Easily. Yeah, he's taller than Lo- Logan Brook. And um, he was our tallest and most filled out one. So I, I do give him <coughs> Nate. He does need to fill it out. I understand that. I acknowledge that. However, he didn't miss any games this year. So that's because something that we consider in frame and size is like injury and stuff. Yeah. And he didn't miss any games. So, um, and he did go against some people who could lay the wood for sure. And uh, he, he stayed in there and hung tough. So I give him an eight. Uh, Simon, I'll let you uh, give your frame grade because you do look a little surprised. Uh, and then your overall final score. Yeah, honestly, I think you're a little tougher on quarterbacks when it comes to frames. Um, I'm actually just going to give him a 7.7. Was going to give him like a 7.2, 7.3, but uh, this actually brings my grade to like a whole number, so I'll take that. But I'm going to give him a 7.7. You know, look, height, love it, perfect. Wait, you need to put on muscle. <laughs> you need to put on weight, you know. Um yeah, I think that's actually one of the things that he really needs to focus on here. Just getting stronger and putting on weight and muscle. Because honestly, when it comes down to a Beckham Kritza is a quarterback that could run a spread offense and has a lot of potential here. You know, he's he's a pretty smart guy, I would say. Uh, honestly, for a freshman to be able to run the spread offense right now, it's not always the easiest. So I'm just going to give him that credit. And, you know, to spread out the ball the way he did and not just focus on a Grant Page or Jordan Rochelle is equally impressive as well now for him to take his game to the next level boom just get stronger you know if you could get stronger and zip those passes in into really tight spots perfect i mean a lot of uh well arm power would obviously go up in, uh, as well as frame but you know a lot of categories he would get uh will go up if he gets stronger uh just straight up you know and so uh, throw on the run, that's the one that would go up as well. And so I, I just want to really see him get stronger. But overall, here, let me bring my rubric over so that y'all could see it on the screen here. Overall, I have him at a 7.75, you know, a straight 75. Uh, I know he's probably a four-star guy. I, I would say that extra star is definitely potential here. But I think right now, just grading freshman Beckham Kritza, he's a 75. Which, if I'm going to be honest, that's higher than well, all of our honorable mentions for this top five list, if I'm being honest with you. Yep. At least for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he could be a starter for a lot of teams. He could have been a starter for a lot of teams. I think that's fair to say. 75 isn't too bad here. Um, I actually thought he might. I'm, I would have rated him a little bit higher. Um, usually when we do our film breakdowns, we'll go over the film one more time, look at certain plays and games a little bit closer, and then we do adjustments from there. But I think just raw reaction-wise, 75 is where I have him right now, um, just pure talent-wise. Cody, what do you think about that? And plus, what's your rating? Or I, I could just and click I'm over. And I'm at a 75.8, so we're go. on the same page. Uh, honestly, 0.8 of a difference is not very big uh, when looking at prospects here for us uh at least not when you're looking at a top five uh, we're not looking at a top five list so it's not that big um but yeah he he was rated then even uh, he's rated higher than even a quarterback who i did have in my top five list um like simon said i i can be a little harsh sometimes but uh significantly higher than some of my 
honorable mentions that I looked at and uh, even some guys who were potential, you know, candidates for their position for Playmaker of the Year awards, uh, as in like offensive, most valuable, etc., etc. But uh, overall, very excited for his upside. And, you know, I think that these are all things that, you know, it's good to learn from and things that he, he can fix in the offseason and fix with a little bit more chemistry and whatnot. And uh, I feel like he learned and got better throughout the games and, uh, you know, is definitely, he's the guy there for sure. And, uh, <clears throat> yep. yeah, all right. that's Beckham Britza. As, as the quarterback guy, and Cody, feel free to go right after me. I'm going to go ahead and give him some homework here to do uh, to get to get better, right? Uh, first off, hey, get stronger. I think that's probably my biggest thing right now. I just like to see him get stronger because I think he could make a lot more throws and be a lot more lethal if he's a stronger like quarterback overall. So that's priority number one, IMO. So there you go. Um, and then number two, Decision-making skills, uh, timing on throws, you know, uh, that type of stuff. I would say go ahead and look up Devin Silvestri, quarterback for Newsom High School out of Lithia, Florida. She's a senior this year. One, um, I think it's female football player of the year and whatnot. Friend of the podcast, great person will not. Go ahead and look at her film. Uh, the way she breaks down defenses and takes what's given to her. And then, obviously, I like Beckham as well, you know, just making plays on the run. I think he could learn a lot from just looking at her film and looking at her patience, you know. Um, she's somebody that looks up to Tom Brady. She's a big Tom Brady Patriots fan. And so, you know, she's somebody that, you know, when it comes to her mindset approaching the game, She's patient with it, and she's lethal. Like, just straight up, she's a straight-up killer on the football field because she knows eventually the defense is going to screw up or eventually the coaches are going to call the wrong defenses against you. But for now, I'm going to slice you up with all these plays and making the right decisions on early downs. I think that's something that Beckham could definitely look at. So look at Devin Silvestri's film. And then uh, if we're going to look in-state as well, look look up Clayton Jacobs from Lutheran High School. He runs that spread very well. You know, there's a lot of times where he senses the, you know, pocket, uh, you know, collapsing and whatnot, and then he just gets the ball out. You know, doesn't have to scramble right or left or whatever. Just gets the ball out, conserve that energy for down the road, uh, down in, um, you know, later in those games. Uh, that could be a little bit tougher. And so I would say straight up, Clayton Jacobs, Devin Silvestri, look both of those uh, players up. Excellent football players, and I think uh, he could definitely get better. So, uh, yeah, Cody, is there any uh, homework you want to assign him here? Uh, get that agility up. You know, I mean, I yes. know that uh, scrambling isn't your game. And I know that you're still kind of getting used to those multiple growth spurts that were kind of stacked one on the other. But honestly, speaking of Clayton Jacobs, he's a guy who, I mean, look, he I would define Clayton Jacobs as a pocket passer, but yes. he's also a quarterback who can hurdle safeties. So, like, yes. um, <laughs> get that agility up and get that explosiveness, explosiveness up because I think that part of the reason that he's not a big-time scrambler is, you know, his 0-60 to 60 isn't, isn't fast. So getting, being able to reach that top speed quicker, that's going to go a long way for Beckham here. Yep. And then last but not least, I just want to say this, you know, uh, definitely work on some of those medium throws. Like I would say 20 to 35 range because moving forward into next year, teams know you could throw it downfield and dot them up. They know that. So they're going to run cover three, they're going to run cover four, and they're going to prevent those big plays. If you could come out next year, 
and be that type of guy that could not only slice it up on those early downs, but when you need on third downs, you know, you can't go deep and they're covering short, you know, go ahead and hit them with those medium throws here. Be lethal. And I'm meaning like accuracy and timing. Like that has to be on point with those medium throws. And so definitely work on those as well because I think that will unlock a whole new level to his game as well. If you could really be a truly like just lethal passer here. So, uh, so yeah. Um, anything else you want to say, Cody, as we uh, kind of transition to DJ's game here? Uh, follow Beckham at Stretch2025 on Twitter. Um, shout him out. Uh, friend of the podcast, congratulations to him winning the um, MVP for the QB group at the uh, NPS in Vegas, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just uh, looking forward to the growth that he has this game. And also, gosh dang. Simon, there's a first time for everything, and uh, live film breakdown of QBs, man, uh, with two of us. It, it eats up time. So uh, thank you, fans, for sticking it sticking it out with us. Um, I, I'm still going to give detailed analysis here with DJ, but I, I won't repeat things that Simon says as much either. So Yeah, um, and then lastly on Beckham, congrats on getting your offer to CU Boulder. So there you go. go um, yeah, there's a lot more to come. I know he also took a visit to Texas we won't talk about Outlook. You know, we're, we're just going to see how this uh, works out moving forward. I think we'll talk more Outlook with DJ here, though. Um, and then also, you know, Beckham, he's a high school quarterback. So, obviously, we evaluate high school quarterbacks a little bit differently from middle school quarterbacks. So, uh, just going to throw that out there. But we're going to go ahead and talk about DJ Bordeaux, one of his boys out here, an eighth grader. Going into next year, he will be going to Thunder Ridge. That is basically a done deal. So, there you go there. Um, talking about last year, Cody, I did this episode on my own. This is episode 18, uh, the request edition to DJ Bordeaux. He was at the end here, uh, broke down Zay Bordeaux's film, broke down Sean Kidd. Shout out to the homie Sean Kidd. Hope you're doing well over at Garden City, my guy. Uh, and then broke down Chase Silva's film, uh, quarterback from Skyline. Who's that? He took my advice. One Juco as well. Oh, and then our homie Brick Hartson as well that Cody met. At a, <laughs> at a high school game. So, shout out to all these guys. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty close with um, a lot of these guys on this list here. And then, obviously, you got DJ Bordeaux here. So, if you want to go ahead and fact check me, go for it. But as you can see here, I only took 13 minutes <laughs> looking at this to break down his film. So, I didn't go too much into detail here, here as I will tonight. But, talking about DJ... I praise his natural athletic ability. He's a true dual threat quarterback. Strong arm, very naturally strong arm that could fit into some pretty tight uh, spots. And then he could he could break off some uh, home run uh, uh, scrambles as well, like 50-plus yard uh, touchdown runs, 100-plus yard touchdown runs. He's a threat to do that. Um, if you're a defensive coordinator and you're expecting him to not run, you're not doing your job right. So there you go. Uh, so that's just <laughs> I, I said it was special you know I, I said you know it's rare that you find a quarterback with just this much like athletic god-given gifts honestly you know because he does have a lot of those and I just just abilities that I haven't seen since like the likes of Kyler Murray back in the day if I'm being completely honest as far as dual threat like natural ability goes now 
Um, and that's basically most of what I praised him for. Like uh, I just said, he's a very good quarterback that could fit into some tight windows, has p- potential to take it, uh, you know, 100 yards. He's a bigger kid as well. He could run over a lot of guys. And so he's somebody that could fit into a lot of systems, whether you, you know, want to use him as a running quarterback, throwing quarterback, RPO, spread, whatever. He could fit into a lot of molds there. Now, things that he needs to improve on. I said he needs to engage his hips and abs better when he's throwing, um, especially when he's trying to gun throws into some pretty tight spots. I think there are definitely times he didn't have his uh, you know, feet set and whatnot, and then that meant he couldn't activate his abs and hips. And so that's something I wanted to see. I also said I want to see his hips actually flip when he's throwing on the run at least because there are definitely some times where he doesn't do that and you know it takes off a little bit of power on his throws. Said I wanted to see him, uh, this is the biggest one arguably, but I wanted to see him turn into a pass-first quarterback with his eyes down the field more often because I did say you could kind of tell when he's set on running the ball. I mean, he's he's outside the pocket 90% of the time, in my opinion, I felt like he was going to run it. So there you go. I wanted to see him turn into more of a pass-first type of guy. Then I said I wanted, this is the last thing, I wanted to see him master the slant route, out route, and comeback routes. If he could do those things, he's going to develop as a passer, get better, be more of a pass-first quarterback. Um, and honestly, I mean, I said he needed to go to, like, like throw. You know, when, when it's third down, second down, or whatever, uh, just whatever throughout the game, you know, he needs to have some go-to throws to go to. And I felt like if he could develop those throws, then he could be very good. Cody, what do you think about that evaluation, of my evaluation of DJ Bordell? Plus, this is your opportunity to add in all of your opinions about him since uh, you didn't get to say so on the on the episode. Yeah, obviously. Um, I, I watched this film after watching your breakdown, and I agreed with uh, a lot of the things that you said. Um, and then, you know, getting to watch that um, that tournament or, or event that he went to down in Texas... Um, the the offseason after this but before this season this most recent season uh you could see a lot of growth there and that was my first time really really looking at his film and man he could fit it into into some tight windows and you could tell that he has a lot of faith in his arm and so you know that was something to definitely keep an eye on heading into the season is how much faith does he have in his arm and will it be a good or bad thing kind of looking forward is that it? <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, every everything that you said, don't want to repeat too much, but what what an athlete, obviously. I mean, we're, we're going to see on this highlight reel uh, a clip that made the news. So I, I'm just excited to watch this year and, uh, and evaluate it. Boom. All right. Well, there you go. Before we do hop into his highlights here, uh, first off, um, go ahead and give him a follow on YouTube. Here, let me move this over at DJ Bordeaux here. But I'm going to go ahead and read off his uh, stats. Now, I'm just going to be honest, it's middle school, so uh, it's, it was a little tough getting these stats together. But shout out to uh, his pops and whatnot for getting it down as accurate as possible. But in 10 total games, he had 227 pass attempts, and he threw for 32 passing touchdowns, 
to only four uh, interceptions, had a completion percentage of 68%. As far as rushing touchdowns went, he rushed for 10 touchdowns on offense. He accounted for basically 252 out of their 274 total points scored on the season. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's obviously the majority, probably 80-90, if I'm being honest there. Um, couldn't calculate all the yards because they did play like four games on some soccer fields or whatever, but estimated in total had about 2,500 total yards uh, plus between passing and rushing. That's so, 92%. Boom, there you go. So, obviously, he was powering this Aurora Spartans team. By the way, go ahead and check out those episodes. Uh, those are on our weekly recap. So, if you just go through those, you can find me talking about them. Because I did, I was able to go to basically every single DJ Bordeaux game this season, except for one or two games. Other than that, I was there. So, so I, <laughs> I, I saw this quarterback play the most out of all quarterbacks in the entire state. So I think I would know what I'm talking about here when it comes to DJ Bordeaux here. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and watch this highlight reel here, react to some of this, um, well, some of the greatness that is on here. Um, and, yeah, and then we'll hop into our uh, film breakdown, making comments as we go. Cody, are you ready? Yep. All right, at 00321. Go. Also, I haven't muted because I don't know if uh, Twitch is going to copyright me or what. But all right, here's the play. Yeah, this is off this the is season. Open with yeah. <laughs> oh my, my god! How, how do you go back to to your homies on the sideline after that was just done to you by a QB? But anyways, just find a way to get it done. Uh, evading the pressure. Dot. Mm-hmm. Good catch too. All right here. Leaf liquor. Great and timing. Arm power. Yeah. Right on the money. He was kind of leaning back there too. He didn't get to quite set. So that that's a, just a pure athletic throw. Roll out. Throwing on the run here. And on the money too. Nice. Wide receiver can catch it and then turn up field. Doesn't have to slow down. You like to see that. This is at a rapper, right? Yep. That was their uh, little championship game. This one off the back foot. Receiver makes a great play on that, but I'm not in love with it. That's a great throw right there, right by the sideline. Saw that one live. A Powell. Pump fake. Looks to one side of the field, goes to the other. Opens up that one. Hey, Cody, sorry. Open. One sec. Uh, pause it at 118. I'm going to go ahead and miniaturize this just a little bit here because I realize it's cutting off parts of the video here. All right, there you go. Hopefully, we could see more of the play. All right, ready? 118? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Just wanted to make sure you could see the whole thing here. Oh, this was nice. That's sweet. Perfect. That's sweet. Way to keep your eyes downfield. That's perfect. That's what I'm talking about. There Dang. you go. God, his Whoa, deep throws are cow. special. They're special. Yeah. Straight up. And it's so effortless, too. Great pickup by that running back. Rolls out to his left. Oh. Why if it didn't look as bad? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. But that was the right decision. Just push it towards the sideline, you know? Yeah. Just scramble a Oh, my gosh. Casually throws him away. This, okay, they said he stepped out, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. So, 
you know, just going to throw that out there. Nice. Good throw and catch. Scramble ability. Cornerbacks losing their angles. Yeah. I mean, shoot, dude. Simon already said he's out of there. We we do look at uh, middle school players a little bit differently. So just keep that in mind. But also at the same time, I'm going to be thinking of how these plays might look on the high school level as well. From time to time. Otherwise, he'd end up with almost 100. I'm not too... This was a little late. But also, if he pushed it, that safety might have been able to make a play. So This one was definitely... Yeah, yeah. Just push it down the field, but that's but okay. more timing than anything. Oh, nice. That's sweet. Great throw right here. Yep. Oh snap! It's hoodie DJ. Yep. Oh, this is against that Bear Creek squad. Yep. Nice job here, sensing that pressure. There you go. Stiff arm. That stiff arm is nasty. I'll tell you what. If he's out there, oh my god. Hey, <laughs> Whoa. Wow. My god. Okay. What a throw. What a throw. Shouldn't have made it, probably. Yeah. But I, you and I were thinking the same thing where it's like, damn it. But like, as a, that's one of those as a coach where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe Ooh, that he could do it hold on, hold on. because he thinks that he could do it again. Here, let's go back a little bit here. Go to, Where are you going to 355 or 354. Actually, 355. All right, so right here, he's definitely looking out this way to his right. Here is my mouse showing. Yep, to his right here. And then he flips, and this is a, just a very good on-the-money type of throw that I really like. Boom. Yeah, that's a great decision. Good placement, too. Yep. Oh, then he's just out of here, right here. Oh, gets a little bit away from his body when he starts making some of these moves, which which is okay here. But just be careful. He'll be all right. Just be careful. He'll be all right. Nice. Good strike over the middle. This is in the face that of pressure. Beautiful. That's an NFL that throw. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a good sweet. one. Oh, that's a good one, too, here on the run, yeah. and then kind of back to his left. Oh, he's... Man, he's so... His agility is very underrated, yeah. too. I mean, we haven't rated it yet, so... Yeah. Nice. He could have let it on a little bit more here, but that's not the worst. It's a good little rhythm throw here. Oh, he's just going to beat towards the outside. Yeah. Yo. Empty set here. I like it. Power. Uh, he's just going out. He's just fast oh. enough. Takes three defenders to drag him down. He should tuck that ball. Way to though. take your check down. Yep. I like this check down here to the left. Let your playmaker make a play in space. Yep. Yeah. And he does. Absolutely. That's the power of check downs, quarterbacks. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good vision oh right there. Did God. you see that? Yes, How he I cut did. in behind his block. Oh. And then just uh, muscle out muscles some kids. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh my god, this, god, this he is running struggling. for his life. <laughs> oh man, they're struggling just a little bit in some of these clips. Oh my god. It, it's it's middle school line. It's yeah. somewhat expected. Ooh, carries nice. that defender nice. into the end zone with a good shoulder too. This is a very solid uh Thunder squad too. Yeah, they won their Super Bowl. In any of these clips. Yeah. yeah. So so obviously those so check down there it's never a bad thing running back makes a play out of it Don't it's designed it. but it's not a bad thing nice man these pass catchers were on one little little behind a little bit the, I, the timing, timing fell timing off is the biggest thing that is the biggest critique I have yep. so far looking yeah. at the film. And that's honestly, even the timing that it does show, even though it's a little off, it's still serviceable. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> even on the next level, I, even on the high school level, I think it's serviceable. Because when we say next level for DJ, we're talking high school for the most part. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Seven, like seven minutes, seven minutes. It's a curl route, basically. Here, sorry, seven oh three, seven oh three. Snaps low, but I just want to point out the placement of this ball here. It's a curl route, right? But you want to throw it to this outside because you don't want the defender to get a, you know, you, you don't want them to make be able to make a play on the ball, right? Well, and it helps your wide receiver if it if he shakes this defender get upfield too. Yeah. So here, I'm, like right I'm a player. That defender, if if this wide receiver. Uh, if this defender doesn't hold on to this wide receiver's like jersey right here to make Ooh. this tackle, then this receiver could easily flip their hips and or and or with a little bit more body control makes this catch right where this ball is put in a spot where only he can catch it and then get upfield too. So, yes, Simon, I have to echo that this ball placement as a receiver, this is a dream. This is a yeah. dream. Is what it is. That's a good job so, leading your receiver on. I gotta give him credit there. Alright, uh, I'm at 7.05. Ready, Cody? Um, hold up. Okay. Alright. Three, two, one, go. End zone we'll looks. He'll, yep. He's keeping go. his eyes downfield. That was, for, that was for you. That was for, he, he said, I keep my eyes downfield for you, Coach yep. B. <laughs> that's good Because he easily could have walked into the end zone. Yeah, yeah. You know? But that's pass right. first. That's pass first. Yep. Oh, he tried oh to look at that gallop, the gallop move. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. If it's 101 and he likes the matchup, that's money. This doesn't even show a lot of the uh, dropped passes from this past year. That were also good passes. <laughs> yes. I'm right there uh, at the end of this video. IG at underscore period go dj period underscore and the exact same thing on twitter excellent branding there but uh um, simon knee jerk reactions here yeah well okay there are some plays here that i wish they put it on here um cody are you good okay <laughs> i just thought you went dark there for a second all right um so there are definitely some plays here that I I wish they put on here because he made some he made a lot of good throws obviously throughout the season, 
But that fade route, I'm thinking of that fade route in the semifinals that he threw to Juice Savaloya. Um, it was a perfect throw, you know. Got the ball, set, threw it to where he wanted it to be. Juice made a play. Uh, it was 101. That was a throw that I wish was shown here because he did make a couple really nice throws, in, um, especially down the stretch of that season where, you know, he's just dotting it up, showing that, yeah, he's pretty lethal when he's throwing that fade, you know, especially to receivers like Juice or Tanner that he has a very good chemistry with, which I absolutely love. But just in general, I would say DJ Bordeaux definitely impressed of this um, this season. Uh, in my opinion, going into the season, I kind of viewed him as, okay, he's, he's a really good athlete. You know, now let's see if he could play quarterback. Let's see, you know, how much he cares, how much uh, work he's willing to put in. And he put in work. You know, like you said, in that All-Star, um, or sorry, All-United States game, uh, which I could play here in a minute here, he made some significant improvements compared to a seventh grade fill. Um, and then going into eighth grade, I mean, he looked really good. He was he was looking like a very polished quarterback for the most part here, who's an athletic freak, if I'm being completely honest with you. But, Cody, what do you think about DJ and his season here? Just raw reaction. I'm looking at my rubric, and I'm trying not to... I, I don't know if I'm going crazy or not. It is where I'm at, just because he's so impressive. It's a little hard to, to judge this, obviously, because I feel like the... Uh, the talent spread on middle school is there's a lot larger of a range than on a varsity football field. So I cannot stress enough to our listeners and attendees of this, of this stream that, you know, it is looked at a little bit differently and it is a little different to use a rubric, I would say for, uh, for middle school players. Am I alone in that Simon? No, I mean, we're going to do it anyways, but I think just keep that in mind that we're grading based, you know, middle school on middle school and talent. So here, I'm going to go ahead, put this on loop. Let's go down the line rubric-wise. Let's talk about it, right? All right, here, let me extend this. Okay, play that. All right, uh, arm power. Look, he has better arm power than... Uh, than some starting senior quarterbacks for sure. But for right now, and this might be a lot here. Like I said, it's middle school talent. Give him an 8.7. I'm that confident in his arm power. Um, just the way he's effort. Like, look, on a lot of his deep throws, man, like, I mean, it's just so effortless. It's a, it's a flick of the wrist. Like this one right here on this little... Um, flea flicker it's a flick of the wrist and then he's throwing it it's not like he's setting completely and so that says a lot plus his ability to fit into some, into some pretty tight spots i think right now it's probably in that 8.6 8.7 range you know like he has he could really actually i'm gonna just go with 8.7 he he has like just a lot of potential there honestly and he could have started on a high school team just looking at arm power wise uh this year so yeah, what do you think about that, though, Cody? I gave it an 8.9. No, it just, it looks so easy. I almost gave it a 9. I, I was almost too too overwhelmed here. Um, okay. It's just, he throws a lot of these receivers open because his arm power is just not expected by safeties and cornerbacks on this level a yeah. little bit. But, I mean, he has the ability to push it that far. And like you said, it's so, like, even that, like, throw on the run, like, that's just the right amount of velocity and touch there. And um, 
you know, I'm gonna keep this rolling here, Go honestly, on. with with a high ro rating once again, back to back. Uh, it, it'll fall a little bit. Uh, I think that DJ's film is a little bit easier to decipher uh, accuracy from timing uh, than other quarterbacks. I don't know why, but it, he's a very accurate quarterback. Yeah. And so, it, like, that's the worst example of his accuracy. And you can even argue that that's timing with him throwing on the run. Yeah. That's his it worst is example. It is That's timing. his worst example. So I'm still giving his arm accuracy a nine. I mean, his throw against Ooh. that Bear Creek squad over that D lineman who has the arms outstretched in in front of the safety inside the linebackers like you know it's a little bit of a windup because i mean he really juices that ball but uh that is just that <coughs> there's not a lot of uh of our senior quarterbacks who can make that throw there's really not yeah um i'm giving him actually an 8.7 8.6 I'm, I'm a rock with an 8.6 actually i think this is more because of consistency. Like I said, this is the quarterback I watched the most this last season out of any quarterback, like period, in Colorado or even the country, you know. Um, he could definitely put it on the money. There's no doubt about that. But there are times where, you know, he sailed some throws or, you know, he's gunning it just a little bit too much. And, you know, look, I, I consistency matters. So I'm going to go ahead and give him an 8.6 here. But, yeah, he definitely can't put it on the money here. I mean, look, eight point anything above an 8.5 is a four-star rating for a high school quarterback. So I'm just keeping that in mind. Now, timing-wise, Cody, you did mention that it was easier to, you know, differentiate between timing and accuracy. I think his timing on throws, oh, my God, it has a lot of potential. You know, like he, it, it's either really, really good or sometimes he's just late. And I feel like almost a lot of the time, it's just really late, you know? Um, like he's waiting a little bit too much, and then he's kind of compensating, like kind of aiming it and stuff like that to make up for the timing. But bad timing is just bad timing. I think uh, he could do a little bit better here, and that kind of ties into his decision-making, which I'll talk about later. But for now, I'm going to be a little tough here and actually give him a 6.5 because I just need to see consistency. That's probably my one of my biggest concerns with DJ's game here when it comes to timing on throws. It needs to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, I, here, I could go up a little bit. I'll go, I'll go flats, flat seven. What about you though, Cody? I'm I'm right in that ballpark. I'm at a seven two. Okay. Because um, sometimes, like right there, that timing's really good. But uh, just you know, it's the, it's the little things that are going to add up really fast on the high school level. It's putting it where their where the receiver's arms are, and not where their bodies are. You know, um, which he does do from time to time. He shows great flashes of timing, but it is the most inconsistent part of his game. I would probably say. Yeah, no doubt. <sighs> Look, actually, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go down here just a little bit. I know I'm going back and forth, but that's just how these goes. Uh, I'm gonna give him a six point yeah. seven. Actually, as the video goes, the the scores change. Yeah, that's he, just how it is. He could do better. I know he can. I've seen him throw with excellent timing, but honestly, if I'm looking back at some of his games, can I say that he threw with excellent timing, like throughout an entire game, like completely first through fourth quarter? I can't necessarily say that. So that's kind of just where I'm at uh, consistency wise. So there you go. Um, mechanics and fluidity. I am extremely impressed with how far he has come with his mechanics and fluidity. 
gonna give him a lot of praise here because I mean just watching him train as well like it's it's automatic you know it's just automatic you know it has a pretty smooth release here for the most part I mean engages God. his body when he throws it's a very lot. very uh, it's very very evident and it's very very emphasized and yes. that's what you see because sometimes what may seem exaggerated to you is great practice for you know when you're in a position where you can't necessarily do all the mechanical stuff right it goes a long way for those tough throws oh yeah absolutely and i gotta praise his footwork his footwork is is top tier i would say just looking at this as well you know just consistency you know i love it I, honestly as far as mechanics go i mean i don't know like you could nitpick here and there but i think i'm just gonna go ahead and actually give him a nine because it is better than a lot of quarterback like there are some quarterbacks especially some seniors here in colorado uh that i watch i, I don't mean to call them out specifically but i'm just watching their footwork and like their time or not their time just their footwork in the releases and it's not as good as dj's straight up whether it's on the run or in the pocket by the way and so i'm gonna give him a solid nine here i don't think there's too much he needs to really work on here um not too much. I mean, obviously, there's always rooms for improvement. I think just from here on out, it's just consistency. Like, you know, it, it should be like clockwork from here on out. You shouldn't regress as far as mechanics and fluidity goes. But, Cody, what's your grade for DJ here for that? I'm going to go just a little bit lower at an 8.5. And okay. the only reason for that is because he his feet do end up a little flat on some of his releases, especially when he needs a little bit more extra arm power. I mean, you saw um, that throw against that Bear Creek team, which you know, is a great throw, very accurate, lots of power. But you can see it's kind of that Cam Newton level where it's like I, it's it's almost like a baseball kind of windup for that that needs a little bit extra velocity. And I mean, it makes the throw, but you know, as the mechanics improve and stuff, and you want to be able to make that throw anytime, and you want to be able to make that throw consistently, um, then then you're just gonna have to iron those out and just speed it up, basically is kind of where i'm at with that fair so enough consistency and speeding up those high velocity throws but eight point like you said he's just very fundamentally sound yeah um, i'm gonna I'm a shave a little bit off and go 8.8 .8, but um did you want to talk decision making or did you want to let me do that either way um i can do decision making this was my lowest grade for dj here mm -hmm. um it just so, sometimes uh you know he does take those dump offs but you know, sometimes I think he's another guy who could benefit from take what the defense gives you. Um, or, you know, he knows how good his arm is. And that can go to his head a little bit here with decision making, I think. Um, it, that's kind of just my take on it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i going to go up a little bit from where I was at. But I'm going to go like a 6-6 six, six here. Um, I, I'm eager to see how his decision-making translates um like i'm not in like he puts in a spot where the receiver can come back to it but i don't know if i would make that throw against that team with the orange helmets kind of thing you know what i mean so just little things like that and how will it translate to to the high school level um is kind of how i'm looking at that a little bit so that's what that's my one of my harsher categories here is is that scrim uh that decision-making skill <sighs> yeah I mean, like I said, I got to see him the most, so this is probably a reflection of that, of how critical I am with it. I think his decision-making skills, 
are about average right now, which isn't bad for an eighth grader who, you know, is running a spread offense for like the first time ever, you know. Um, plus, by the way, it's not like he has a ton of quarterback experience as is. I think he's only been playing it for like a couple of years compared to some who've been playing it forever. So I'm going to have to give him a 6.4 here. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'll talk about it right now, actually. I think there are definitely times where more so than Beckham for sure though he's looking for like a splash play whether it's running it or passing it and so I think there are definitely times he holds the ball too much especially early downs if it's first and second down in my opinion when you're running a spread get the ball out of your hand you shouldn't be holding it for more than three seconds unless you're trying to take a shot on first down and just test the defense and whatnot you know that's probably the only you know that's that's the only um like I guess excuse i would have for not holding it for longer than three seconds other than that you know for the most part hey let's get going you know let's get the drive going um you don't need to take a shot unless like you really don't need to take a shot too many times like hey get the ball out of your hands let your playmakers work you know when you're running a spread offense there's a reason you run it you run it because you have athletes all over the place let your athletes be athletes man we know you're an athlete too that's great but Sometimes the best throw you can make is the short one. A lot of the time it is, you know, because, you know, methodically speaking, uh, I, I would say when you're on defense and you're playing a quarterback like DJ, you could kind of counter, like, you know, that deep play mentality a little bit easier. But when you have a quarterback who you know is patient and is not in a rush to make a big play, that hurts because not only that you know that they're patient and they're just waiting for you to mess up you also know that they could hit you with a big play at any time and just out like muscle you and out athletic you and just make a big play because they're just that much better of a football player you know but i think to add another like dimension to his game he needs to get a little bit more patient here and have a little bit more i, get, I would say situational awareness you know especially on those early downs don't be in third and long situations. There are a lot of times, you know, and I know his line struggled uh, at times because of their health and this and that, you know, but I think there are definitely times where, you know, there are a lot of third and long situations that could have been avoided throughout the entire season if you go game by game, you know. Like I said, completion on every throw is probably what you want to go for, at least on every first and second down. Well, first down is what you want to go for, you know. Find the easy completion. Like, read the defense. Know what they're running. Dump it off to your guy. You're running a spread. So someone should almost always be open. You know, if they're not open, then look to somebody else. If they're not open, take off and run, you know, and then get out of bounds or slide or whatever, right? Um, so I think you could definitely kind of clean up that decision-making a little bit more here. Like I said, I'm going to give him credit, though, because it's not like he's ran this offense before before Texas, really, you know. Other than that, he was mostly used as a running type of quarterback and then some very basic concepts here. And so he's still developing, and he's a middle schooler. And so this is kind of where I would expect him to be at. I, I would just say this. There are some middle school quarterbacks uh, that I feel like are maybe a little bit better as far as patience and decision-making goes. Um, but overall, they're kind of at this level. And so that's just what I have to say. I think, you know, if he, you know, just learn situational awareness, you know, you don't have to make a big play all the time. Just move the sticks. Five yards to throw. Five yards to throw every two throws, that's a first down. And keep it going until eventually the defense screws up and thinks that you're a little bit too passive, and then you kill them with a long bomb, straight up. 
But other than that, there are more than one ways to kill. I'm just going to say that. Uh, scramble ability, though. Let's keep it going. I mean, shoot. <laughs> at least. Are you kidding me? What'd you say? I said nine, at least. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Anything. I mean, I mean, so, I mean if, you, if you have it below a nine, it's blasphemous. I, I'm going to just say okay, that. Okay, okay. Well, here, here. I'm just going to say, agility-wise, he could get a little bit, you know, quicker in between the tackles. So he doesn't have to take as many hits. But, yeah, I would give him a nine. Not, I mean, do that, we really need to explain it? that's why it's a nine flat. Yeah. Is, is because, um, you know, he, he could do a little bit more with his ankles. But also, it's really hard to... I mean, look, his opening play is that hurdle over, you know... I, I mean, look, at the, the middle school talent is wide, right? We talked about that range. But it is a safety, and a safety is still one of the more athletic kids on the field for this age group. And he still manages to just... So, you know, and, and he still does bust a move sometimes. Um, I think he part of it is just he has a lot of faith in his size, especially against this competition. He's going to want to be more finesseful on the next level. Yeah. But yeah. I don't doubt that he can. Yeah. And, All right. and from what I've seen recently, he, he looks like a, a nimble build. Plus, watching his basketball film kind of gives me uh, encouragement <laughs> as well. But okay. anyways, okay. Fair not enough. a lot Fair to talk enough. about there. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about his throw on the run? Ability. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Jimmy. So his throw on the run is really good. Um, he's able to dot people up. And, uh, you know, I'm watching this more and more. He doesn't always kind of, you know, uh, you can see that he puts in an effort a lot of the time to score up to his receivers, but he doesn't do it all of the time. So I think that his throw on the run, I think that his upside and potential for throw on the run is incredibly high. Um, I just want to see more consistency. I'm kind of bouncing around here from play to play <laughs> as, as it plays. And I'm... I think I'm around a seven point. I'm gonna go a seven point four here on his throw on the run because I think he could obviously push it down the field. He could obviously make some of these tight windows, but his technique does slip. I'd say a lot more than per se Beckham's does, um, and, and he doesn't square up as consistently as Beckham does when throwing on the run. Fair enough. I'm giving him an eight point one, and I'm pretty solid with that. I mean, I see it. when he did throw on the run, look, when he did throw on the run, when I watched him, I mean, I never doubted that he was not going to make the throw. I can't really think of many times where he, like, rolled out and then he missed the open throw, you know. And so that's why I'm giving him an 8.1. It could be even higher. Like, I, I, I was thinking maybe closer to Beckham's at 8.4, 8.5. But I'll go 8.1 right now, I think. You know, continue to make sure your hips are getting flipped and whatnot. And I think, I mean, especially when he's throwing on the run, um, I mean, his accuracy could be a little bit better with that as well. Just a little bit, you know. And so that's where yeah. I'm at. But I would say it's pretty close to Beckham's, though, with a lot of upside because I do think DJ has a little bit more zing to some of his throws as well. So there you go. Uh, all right, pocket awareness, movement. I got to see plenty of this. Awareness. He, I mean, he never got smacked in the back of the head because he didn't sense the pressure. He actually does a really good job there. I'm going to go ahead and put him on par with Beckham at an 8.5. Um, now, there are times where I feel like he is sensing the pressure, but, like, he wants to stick in and make a big play, you know, instead of taking a dump off and whatnot, and so that's why it's an 8.5. Pocket movement, though, could definitely be better. 
Uh, I mean, look, it's not like his line yes. gave him plenty of opportunities to move in the pocket, so I'm throwing that out there right now because I can't think of many games where he was able to move up in a pocket at all. And so that probably means it didn't happen. Um, it barely happened, you know, in, in his season. And so, uh, but I did see some film of him working on it from his preseason. And then I think that all United States game, there were some very good instances where, you know, he steps up, gives him a nice strike. I'm thinking of a preseason game highlight where he does exactly that. You know, the ball is snapped to him. He does a good job stepping up, climbing the pocket, and then he throws an absolute strike into the end zone for a touchdown. And so for that, I, I know he could do it, but I just didn't see a lot of it, and so that kind of falls under consistency and whatnot. So I'm just going to give him a 7 for now. There's upside here, though, so don't get it twisted, you know. What about you? So, oddly enough, um, I also gave DJ the same score as Beckham on my level for pocket awareness, which was an 8.1. Um, it's like, it's like that they are, are taught by a similar quarterback coach or something. Who's pretty good at teaching pocket awareness. Uh, but anyways, um, uh, for, for pocket movement, I was pretty tough on this one. Um, I did give it a 6.3. Like you said, Simon, you know, there weren't a whole lot of opportunities to, um, to step up. So I do consider that a little bit, but it's hard when, you know, the instances are far and few in between. You know, like you said, there's that preseason, there's Texas, but then not being able to practice it for like an entire season in pads. Yeah, that's tough. That's really tough. And so I, th I'm kind of in a um, believe based off of the pocket awareness and the way that he's able to move laterally. That's a huge part of his score. I think that he moves laterally and like moves his pocket as well as he can you know there's instances where the pocket gets blown out from the middle and he moves right and then there's kind of a new pocket right there to the right based off of the lineman kind of swinging that way so you know i think that he can kind of move a pocket or create a new one in a different spot which is obviously very good and mature um but sometimes it's just for out of necessity like oh my god oh my god oh my god here's a rush mm -hmm. and uh you know that you can see that a little bit so I, I do penalize him a little bit for that, but I, I could be more harsh, but I'm not going to count him out simply because, you know, he's super athletic. And I think that, you know, his footwork, he has all the tools needed to step up in the pocket is what I should say. And now it's just a matter of seeing it um, once he's provided with the opportunities to step up, to step up in the pocket. So that's why I have it at a 6-3. Yeah, uh, I'm going to move down just a little bit to a 6-6. Six, six. You're right. I know he could do it though. Like, it's not like I like he, you know, just could only scramble right or left. But it could definitely be improved on. I mean, he could manipulate it. I mean, well, he hasn't manipulated it. Um, we just need to see him do it first. But yeah, so I, I think that's fair though. You know, right, Cody? Yes. Okay, let's talk frame. Um, I hate. <laughs> I usually put my phone on silent, so I'm not getting text messages, and I don't want to go ahead and look through it right now. But I believe DJ right now is at least 6'3". At least. So 6'3". Um, is listed at 185 or so. I could I, I could believe it for sure. Like definitely, probably maybe 180-ish, um, maybe on the lower end. But like... There's no doubt about it. I wouldn't be surprised if he's bigger than that too, because he's getting he's he's like a built like he's a built quarterback. 
And he's really just started doing more complicated weight training stuff. Now, over at EPO, shout out to Coach Travis out there, you know, our guy. But uh, he's uh, he has a really good frame right now. At 6'3", 180, 185, I mean, that's better than a lot of our seniors because he's taller than them. Um, but he also weighs a bit more, too. And so I'm actually pretty confident giving him a good, like, uh, let's go 8.8. We'll go 8.8. Well, no, actually, let's go 8.7. Um, I mean, I think goal-wise, if you could get to 200 pounds, no matter what his height is, that will be great. But also, I know he's growing, and he's actually probably due for another growth spurt. So there's a good chance by the time he gets to Thunder Ridge, he's going to be 6'4". So, there you go. But for now, I'll give him an 8.7. I think, you know, he has a very good frame. That's the least of my concerns, honestly. That's just the least of my concerns, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not concerned about that at all. But, Cody, what do you think? My dude said least of my concerns, and it's not one of my concerns, and I'm not concerned about it. We understand, Coach P. All right, well, but, get uh, on with your reading. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I give him an 8.5. Um, it's right. It's it's right near my uh, AJ Jackson uh, frame, basically rating. Um, he's just a little bit taller than AJ, yeah. but he weighs a little bit less. So that's kind of where that comes from. And so overall, Simon, I don't know if you want to pull up uh, my sheet here, but I'm fine to talk my overall rating here. Uh, DJ Bordeaux, as it stands right now, as a middle schooler, mind you. So you know, heading into high school. I have him rated at a 79.5 here. This is against middle school talent. Don't don't be like, oh my gosh, they already think DJ's better uh, better quarterback than Beckham, even though he hasn't played high school football. How are you going to judge that? Don't don't be abrasive about it. Look at it for the individual categories here, and DJ knows exactly what he needs to work on, and you know. The things that I pointed out that he needs to work on are the things that I think will be more exposed either in a high school setting, you know, such as his his timing on throws. I rated that a little yeah. bit weaker because I think that you could end up with some throws that, you know, maybe aren't quite on the money and then turn into, you know, a little bit bigger of a deal than they were on the middle school level. Uh, his decision-making skills, I think that that's something that's, you know, going to be a little bit of a learning curve on the high school level a little bit. And, you know, his pocket movement, that's just something that's not as uh, proven. So, you know, all of these things, those are the things that I really am looking more forward to and graded a little bit harsh. But as far as a raw, well, I mean, he's not even raw, I wouldn't say, just because he's so fundamentally sound. But as an athlete and as a build and as a football player, there's not a lot to dislike here about DJ Bordeaux. Uh, at the end of the day, he yeah. is a quarterback who I think is going to step in and, you know, help this Thunder Ridge team uh, get a back-to-back winning record seasons. And I know I know he's hungry uh, looking at that league, too. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some interesting takes around the state as far as that league and that conference and uh, kind of what it may look like. And uh, there's some people expecting it to look a little different. And I know that DJ wants to be a part of that. So I got to respect the ambition. I got to respect the drive and the natural talent. He's already working in some seven-on-seven situations here with this Thunder Ridge team. But uh, ultimately, we'll see. But I am, I'm very excited for DJ. I'm really high on him heading into high school. 
fair enough. Alright, um, I wasn't too far off. He was rated a little bit higher here. Here, let me look at your grade real quick. Uh, so you had Beckham rated just slightly higher by like literally 0.8. Oh my gosh, how come it's not centering? By literally 0.8. Um, I had him at a 75. I had DJ at about an 80.1. Here's the thing. I think DJ is a better athlete than Beckham right now. But just because you're a better athlete doesn't make you into a better quarterback. Now, there is the overall grade here. But, you know, DJ is playing middle school talent. Beckham played seniors and juniors. And he played varsity football. You know, and so I'm sure. Five seniors of their position. Yes. In his own league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And so I'm sure if Beckham played middle school talent too, he would be up 10 points at least with some of these probably. Maybe not that big of a difference, but he'd be a lot closer to DJ here. Um, but I think the thing that really separates Beckham from DJ, um, timing right here. Look, 7.6 for Beckham, 6.7 for DJ. Needs to get better. Needs to be more consistent. I wouldn't say better. I know he could throw with great timing, but, you know, that kind of gets tied in with decision-making skills. I have Beckham at a solid eight because I know he could probably go to a lot of colleges, you know, and be able to understand those concepts. Right now, that's a 6.4 for DJ. I think DJ's still growing as a player, um, as a person and whatnot, and so I'm not super concerned about that because we could see a pretty big leap here uh, between his eighth grade and uh, high school, um, like film, obviously. And then, uh, lastly, I would say pocket movement. I mean, or sorry, not pocket movement. Um, shoot, what was I thinking here? Oh, no, that's basically, I, I think pocket movement and awareness, they're the same, um, relatively for the most part, you know. Um, but also, you know, his frame does help DJ out a lot more. And so he is, you know, a bigger athlete and whatnot. Somebody who could be a little bit more versatile. Like, I could see DJ probably averaging a cool 50 rushing yards a game at least on the next level because he is that kind of athlete, but maybe not as many passing yards as Beckham, right? Because he doesn't quite understand the ins and outs of a spread offense quite like Beckham right now. And so don't get it twisted. If it was to come down to it and I had to start one of them in my spread offense, I'm starting Beckham. Because he has varsity experience. That's a no-brainer. So, that's just grades aside here. But I think this definitely speaks to the potential of DJ Bordeaux. You know, he could be one of the best in the country. Five-star. Four-star. You know, whatever. Or, you know, if he doesn't put in some of that work, <coughs> even right now, excuse me, you know, he'd probably be a three-star just based off of his talent. And so I would definitely still recommend DJ, obviously, working hard. I mean, I'm not really doubting that, you know. But just learning the game, being a student of the game, you know, learning from quarterbacks like Beckham Kritza, like Austin Madruski, all over at EPO, who played as freshmen, who know what it's like playing 5A talent, by the way. And it's not like it's, you know, easy or whatever doing that. That's definitely tough, you know. And so... I would obviously recommend him to continue to talk to those guys and just learn the ins and outs of those offenses, you know. Uh, and situationally as well. I think situationally is where I really want to see DJ improve here, especially on early downs. Don't get in too many third and long situations. At best, really, or... I, okay, here's my expectations with DJ here. When it comes to third and long situations, you should maybe find yourselves in... Two or three of them against really good teams. Maybe. And then that's when you make a play. You know, that's when you make a play either running it or throwing it, right? 
But other than that, I mean, you got to be a little bit more efficient here. I, like I said uh, with Beckham Kritza, I would recommend watching a lot of Devin Silvestri film. She is the queen of putting her team and offense in great positions. Straight up, you know. Whether it's a big play or a play that's supposed to set up another one, you know. Not every play needs to be a touchdown. Not every play needs to be 10-plus yards, you know. Sometimes you got to make a play to set up the next one. Right and so forth and so forth and so with DJ here, I just really want to see him work on that patience and just being comfortable and knowing like, hey, you know, four or five receivers, all of them are playmakers. Perfect. You know, let me trust my guys here a little bit uh, uh, here as well. Let me trust my line a little bit more here as well. And then let me just make these quick plays here and set up the next either scoring play or scoring drive. Uh, I would definitely say when it comes to DJ here. You know, decision-making is huge. Like I said, I'm not super concerned about it, but, you know, that's the difference between starters uh, on varsity and JV. But, uh, Cody, what do you think about that? I agree with everything you said. And, um, you know, I will just comment. I think that he's waltzing into a fantastic situation here at Thunder Ridge. I think that it's a great fit. You saw what they were able to accomplish with Seth Frazier, another guy who, you know, was was pretty athletic and made plays with his legs. And so I think that, you know, a lot of those guys who are a part of that offense this last year, some of those underclassmen, they're going to have that comfortability running this offense this next year. DJ is going to have comfortability, you know, where they're going to use him to the to his strengths. They're going to play to his strengths in this offense. And, you know, they're also going to trust him, you know, at times to to really do that and um to make plays and you know they have guys who are going to help i think develop certain parts of his game if he wins that varsity starting job of course i'm not saying anything for sure but uh you know i look at uh okuno over there he's a very speedy slot receiver but he runs very precise short routes and i think that he's a great security check down blanket where it's like if i throw it to okuno in the flats at my own 19-yard line, there's a chance he can score off of it. Um, you know, and, and obviously, shout-out to Kuno and shout-out to Glovework for putting this on him and, you know, keeping our eyes out for him at TFG and whatnot. But, uh, you know, that's little things like that are going to help add up and help develop DJ Bordeaux into what I think could be a generational talent, especially here at Colorado. And, oh, my gosh, I'm just so – I feel so blessed – that both DJ and Beckham are here in Colorado because, I mean, it's really easy for this state to lose quarterbacks, and it's very frustrating, but we have two of the best of their class in the entire country here in DJ and Beckham. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Honestly, I'm just going to be real. If DJ and Beckham, I would say DJ a little bit more because he has some of that upside uh, athletically. If, if DJ, like, figures it out, you know, and, you know, gets himself in the right mindset, really, truly masters this offense, he could be a lethal quarterback, um, not only on the high school level, but probably the college level, maybe even the next one after that, you know. But there's a lot of ifs there, and there's a lot of, well, he has to do this and that, you know. And so you, this, this is where the work starts, right? This is where the hard work starts. I mean, I know both of these guys are going to probably take this to heart and work hard at the things we talked about. And, you know, that that's what separates them from other players and quarterbacks, you know. Uh, there are a lot of players who don't like what we have to say 
about their critique and they just be acting like we just like uh, look, excuse my language but they just be acting like we uh, grade them the way we do because we just want to talk shit like at the end of the day like i'm giving you this grade because you didn't show me enough or you showed me enough but most of the time you don't show me enough because you are a high schooler you're growing you're not a pro you're not a college uh, athlete yet and to be honest i would keep that same mindset until you reach the goals that you want you know but for now you know next step for dj competing for that varsity spot right so we'll, we'll keep it there and then with beckham next step for him getting better you know really like i said i mean some of these defenses he played he probably should have stomped on just a little bit more here and so i think working on some of these things just tightening up that game at this point you know it's really just mental game right cody for both of these guys i would say yeah just just into that next level of football and uh i know that they're both capable of it and i know uh i have a lot of faith in obviously the those that fairview coaching staff a lot of faith in that thunder ridge coaching staff they've been a very consistent program we've talked about them plenty but you know two years ago during that COVID year that was an anomaly uh, as far back as i can remember they've been very consistent i think that you know Thunder Ridge gives a great chance for DJ to play with an incredible defense as well. That's a school that usually has a pretty reputable uh, defense. And uh, Fairview, you know, they're known for having that, you know, gun it out, spread them out, and uh, dice them up offense. And, you know, each of these players, I, I have full faith that they're going to continue to get better with the uh, resources at the schools as well as the ones that they're utilizing outside of the schools at EPO. Shout out to them. Simon. Is there anything else to add on before we do an outro here and uh, release our release? Thank you to our loyal listeners who and uh, watchers, I guess, our audience. That's the general word who've stuck with us for two and a half hours now. Um, this is our first time doing live film breakdowns. You could tell that we kind of got the hang of it on the DJ one. Um, but... Uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, both these players got very fair and very honest uh, takes. And this is something that we're looking to do more in the future as far as live breakdowns. And it will be cleaned up and a little bit better. I'm going to be honest. I'm When it comes to film breakdowns, I think we both take a lot of pride in it. And we're not going to cut corners if it go, does go a little if it does go a little bit longer. I mean, you know, you can always check back. It's on YouTube and Twitch, by the way, at Playmakers Corner. And so, you know, that's up to you. But as far as film breakdowns, we take it seriously, right? Uh, we take it seriously because we want to help athletes. We're not just doing it for clout because who cares, you know? Like, honestly, like, who cares if uh, they have all these problems and then it's exposed uh, next year, next season, right? And so that's why we do this. We do it to help the kids. And uh, as long as, look, as long as we need to. That's just uh, my mindset with these film breakdowns. And uh, Cody, very good job as well. I mean, for both of us, really, because we're sticking in it here. Um, and, um, you know, we haven't had our dinner yet. But, uh, no, I don't have too much more to say here. I think just one last thing I want to say. This applies to both Beckham and DJ. You know, it's not always. You play quarterback to build a drive and to give your team opportunities to score. Now, you don't play to score a bunch of touchdowns, obviously, and y'all know that. But I think just make sure you have that mindset, you know, when, when you're approaching the game because you want to put your offense and get uh, in good situations and give them opportunities to score. That's why you play quarterback. That's your job. Put them into opportunities to score uh, first and foremost, you know. So, so yeah, 
Cody, any last words before I uh, wrap this up? Or you can wrap it up. You got it as well. Yes, yes. I was about to say, I'm, I'm low-key typing out the outro here in the chat. Just uh, thanking everyone for tuning in. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those. You can just look up Playmakers Corner. You'll find us. Uh, PMC fam, you already know. Um, then, obviously, follow us here on Twitch. You know, um, getting partnered on here would would mean a lot to us and uh, a lot to the cause for these high school athletes just so that we could dedicate more time and effort to them. Um, let's see here. Um, <laughs> YouTube, obviously, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, shout out to Coach V, who has been uploading these Twitch streams there. He Just shout out to Coach V in general. He, he does a lot of work here. Um, he This is his full-time job. And uh, this is my second part-time job here. But uh, we make it work here. And uh, we appreciate our audience here, obviously, tuning in on this uh, Twitch. And for our podcast audience, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, um, if you're not following us on there or subscribe to us on whatever podcast streaming service, go ahead and do that so you get notifications for all of our episodes as they come out. Man, these outros... Man, if a new social media platform comes out, I that is going to be a struggle. But anyways, um, I have been your host, one of your hosts here, Cody Stoffer. And I'm the other one, Coach V. And that's basically it. Next week, women's flag football. Support it. We'll be there. We're covering it these last two weeks, first two weeks, I guess. So, peace.